Hello. Hello everybody hey. out there on the inter in the internet. Hello everyone. Uh How welcome. Are we doing today? Welcome to Clockwork Cantina episode twenty-seven. Uh we're gonna talk some world building in our main topic, I believe. Hell yeah. Some D D world building. It's gonna be uh gonna be fascinating, I think. It's gonna be an interesting thing. So uh if you're in the chat and have questions about world building when we get to there. For the love of God, ask them, because otherwise it's just going to be me rambling. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be really nerdy. Uh, but first of all, uh, yeah, Clockwork Cantina, episode 27. I'm your host, Josh902, and this is uh, our other host. Uh, DT3, hello everybody. Hope you're all having a good uh, day today. Yeah, hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, what you been up to this past week, man? Um... I've been playing some more Kingdom Come Deliverance on stream. Uh, some more uh, Force Unleashed, because I do that on Wednesdays right now. And then um, I've been playing, of course, a little bit of Ark. Uh, I saw, oh, I saw a bit more of uh, Full Metal. I'm on, like, episode 39, I think, or something. So we're we're getting... Hello? We're getting there, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I was very excited for the return of uh the clone wars for season seven yeah i definitely saw that that was amazing i don't know if you saw the i don't know if you saw the episode but it was, I, I have not seen it it was awesome uh which is funny because like they uh it was an arc this this current arc that the first arc of this season is one that that we had already seen uh because they released they released it unfinished, like, you know, without the proper animation and everything yeah. a few years ago, back when we, you know, when they thought that we were never going to get any more Clone Wars. So it's out there in an unfinished form. And I've already seen that. So I already know what to expect out of this arc. But I have to tell you, there's nothing like seeing it fully animated and complete with the sound effects and the music and everything, dude. There are, it's, it's incredible. I really like the animation uh, for this seventh season, this last season. There are some like a couple one shots in there that look amazing. It just it, it's it's so good, man. Like you gotta check it out when you get the chance because it is uh, pretty incredible. So yeah, I'm just happy that's back. And uh, I've been I, I was looking at the uh, the Hasbro uh, you know the 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 Toy Fair stuff going on. They're releasing a Force FX Revan lightsaber. I saw that. Oh, that looks pretty sick. They're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot, lot of Revan stuff on, coming. Yeah. There's a lot of Revan yeah, stuff is. in particular, though, especially yeah, with, like, like the, the new Black the, Series. The Jedi Black Series figure should be like starting to roll out already. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, they're 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 shipping because uh, yeah, because yeah. people are getting them, and then they've got Don't a lightsaber forget, though, coming. I've... It really makes you think. Yeah. Come, there's got to be something coming, right? It's just a lot. It I seems don't know, like, man. I was watching the Hasbro thing today, and they're like, "Oh, with this this fan favorite figure, or fan favorite character, where you know they 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 keep they kept mentioning him. They keep mentioning." They kept mentioning Revan like in a fan favorite type yeah. of way, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's not weird. It's awesome, but I love it. I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. No, and what's I cool dig is it. that the, the lightsaber is you know how those like force effects are like usually like you know it's just the lightsaber you turn the color. This one you can either switch it from red to purple. Yeah, to I saw. Color, it. And it's I gonna come with it. like a kyber crystal too. That looks pretty dope. Yeah, dude. I'm. Uh, I don't own any of those lightsabers. I've never bought one. I might buy this one. That one looks cool, man. I uh, like it. Cause. Yeah. Because yeah. they're usually pretty expensive. They are. Um, yeah. But that that one, I think, would be definitely worth it. 
Yeah, for sure. I was like, that looks cool, man. There's a lot of yeah. cool stuff coming out of that Toy Fair. There's some fucking G.I. Joe shit, I think, there is, right? Yeah, yeah. There is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, can... they, and they were talking about the, like, because this year's the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back, so they were talking about a lot of Empire stuff, and yeah, they were talking about G.I. Joe, they were talking about Marvel stuff, you know, all, all the things that Hasbro owns. It's pretty cool, though. I was, I was checking it out for a bit, and it was, yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff coming out. So. A, lot of, a lot of my info from it just came from Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling down, and I think it's yakface.com. <laughs> the yakface yak guys, yeah. Yeah, yakface. They, they, Showing they, stuff. They, yeah, they're all they're all about the Star Wars figures and all that stuff. Yeah, and I saw the GI Joes and the GI Joes are pretty cool. But yeah, there's a lot of cool toys coming. If you're into toys, I like to collect. Uh, I'm very specific about what I like to collect in terms of like the action figures. I like getting like. Mm-hmm. I, I mostly like getting like the stormtroopers and like mm-hmm. anybody with a lightsaber, pretty much, or like the two. <laughs> yeah, I get uh, you. Two main ones that I like to get. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. That's all you've been up to? Uh yeah, I mean pretty much. You know. All right. Well, I beat Fire Emblem. I don't I don't think I said that last week. I think I beat it right after Clockwork. Maybe right before. Either way, it's it's completed. I completed one run of my Black Eagle uh route. There are two other routes in the game. Plus they have some DLC side stuff now that I haven't bought yet and probably still. Cool. I've been playing Wasteland 2, the director's cut. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching Co play it, and I was like, man, you know what? I need to go back to this game, because I never beat it. I played it once a long time ago. So I got my squad. Daniel's in my squad. I'm in my squad. We got Baba in my squad, and we got Jake. They're all in my squad. And out. And uh, they sucked really bad <laughs> until I got them some upgrades, and now they're doing pretty it, good. It does some shit. <laughs> Doing pretty good. That's Daniel. usually how those games are, though. It's like, oh, you're you're like you're in front of somebody with a knife. Oh, you you miss somehow. And Daniel's my knife like, guy. He, he goes around and just shanks motherfuckers. I got you a very special knife. It's like fucking. You hold it. It's almost like one of those Tom for knives. It's fucking. Now blade comes out of the bottom. Thinking great. Oh damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've watched some stuff this week. Uh, I don't mm. usually get to watch things. I got to watch uh, the big. I got I got to watch a movie. And last oh, night, I lo- and last night I also watched a TV series like all the way through. Oh, look uh, at that! Yeah, it was crazy because I got off the computer early and was like, "I'm gonna watch this." Uh, so the movie I watched, what? I watched Toy Story Four for the first time. Oh, I still need to watch that. It's very good. It's very good. Really? It's, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's very emotional. It, uh, oh. Well, that's that's like that's all like all the Toy Stories, right? yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Um, cool man yeah yeah i gotta yeah. check it out i haven't yet i watched it with my nephew and my dad and my mom we were like had like a movie night, and it's like yeah let's go hang out cool man um and what i watched last night was on netflix it's an anime i think i told you about it it's a steampunk boxing anime called levius mm. okay this anime is dope as fuck <laughs> i've watched it, it's it's how many 12, episodes is it? it's 12 episodes they're 30 minutes long so mm. you can knock it out pretty quick um, this came out, uh, November 28th of 2019, so it's, it's fairly new, fairly new still. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's awesome. I enjoyed it. The music's great. Um, it, there, it's, it deals with, like, it's steampunk boxing. There's a, a guy, a character named Levius. He's missing an arm, and he has, like, a, like, a steampunk 
fucking arm. And there's this this sport called metal boxing where these these fighters who are augmented to to do this metal boxing they're, they're all like amputees. They like none of them have like their actual arms. They they've had them removed or or just don't have them and they have these uh steampunk enhanced limbs that they used to to box with in this ring. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty uh pretty brutal. Pretty the really? fighting's good. It's it's is a it little, like is it like bloody and stuff or no? It's it's slightly bloody, bloody slightly, not a lot, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I was reading that the manga is more bloody, but the manga... I looked this up after I got I done imagine. watching the show. Uh-huh. The manga is, like, way different than the show. That Like, there's characters... Could... There's characters that are dead in the manga that are still alive in the anime. Like, they... Like, like there's a character that dies in, the like, the very first issue of the manga that's in the anime all the way to the very end and is supposed to be dead by now. So they went, like, a different direction almost completely. Yeah, I could see that. They they do that with several things. Yeah, uh, like, like I know I, The Walking Dead did that with the comics in the show, and like there's there's there's, there's things that do that. They yeah. deviate so it's not the exact same, and they can and change it up. It's actually anyway. a lot better, I think, in the show is than the manga would be. The manga sounds like it would not be as good. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading through their story. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? There's also like some conspiracy going on in the background about these kidnapped children. So I don't want to get too into spoilers, but. Uh, but there's some sort of like weird conspiracy going on in the background. So it's not just about this is the sport of metal boxing. Like there's some. There's, uh, there's more to it. There's a, yeah. There's more under underneath. It's got a little bit of depth to it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Okay. I see. Uh, also, there's a character named Zach Cromwell that looks just like fucking Rick if he got really buff and was a coach in anime. <laughs> 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 like I'm not even joking. I think I sent out a, a Snapchat that it showed a picture of him, and Calvin messaged me. He's like, "That's Rick. If he was like more buff and had one eye, <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. It looks just like That's him." Funny. Um, this also uses that uh sort of CGI anime animation style. It's not like really drawn. It, they they look kind of very um. It kind of makes me think of oh god. Blanking. CGI anime. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like very three and weird. That kind of. It took me a minute to get used to it and then I got used to it. It made me think of. Uh, what's that mech anime we watched? That's. Or not anime. It's. The. Uh, um, uh, I know the, what you're talking about. The, the one, the one with Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I'm yeah. blanking on the name um, so bad um, and I enjoyed it um, so um, good. Um, 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 I know it has Maisie Williams, David Tennant. Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now at the moment. It's it's from Rooster Teeth. Uh, why am I forgetting the I name? Know, of this? I, I know, dude. I like I forgot it too. Genlock, I like fucking Genlock. Genlock. I knew it started with a G. I was like, I was trying to think of what what else when it kind of made me think of Genlock a little bit. I think it's a little bit more extreme in terms of style. So it's a little bit more. If you don't really like this, you're probably not gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Um, animation style. But I dug it, man. It's good. It's twelve episodes. I want to see. It has one season. I want a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I'm a big fan of of cyberpunk stuff. And uh, yeah. but yeah, check it out cool. if you ever get time. It's thirty minutes episode. Uh, thirty minute episodes and twelve episodes. So I was That's able cool. to I was able to knock it out in a day. It was it's, it's unusual for uh, me. So it's certainly uh, easier to to get through stuff when it's not as long. Yeah, you know. 
one doesn't take as long because when there's a lot of episodes and they're like an hour long, it's like, dude, you're gonna have to. It's gonna take me a minute to get through this because, yeah, like, I'm still trying to get through, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, and I've been watching that for a hot minute now. So yeah, I gotta. It's got a lot of episodes. <laughs> I'm almost in the 40s though. I'm like, I'm in like on episode 39 though. So. Oh my I'm god. There. Oh, I also have to say the villain or. I don't know if he's a villain. I guess he's the villain. The antagonist. The antagonist. His name is literally Dr. Clown. That's his last name. Great. Clown. And he is like, he's like kind of like one of those outrageous villains. It's, mm-hmm. it's, he's a little ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. what I found fascinating about the show is that, that there's a character that comes in. He's literally in one episode and I'm like, oh, this guy's a kind of a dick. But I sort of uh-huh. like him a little bit. And then the very next episode is like, I really like this guy. Oh, my God. What's happening? What's going on? In, in two I'm episodes. I hate this guy, but I like him. In yeah. two episodes, they made me like this guy. Um, Dang. Which I'm not going to spoil any of the names unless you watch it. But uh, you'll probably know who I'm talking about if you watch the show. Uh, okay. But, yeah. it's uh, Cool, yeah. cool. Check it out if you got time, people. Awesome. Uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. I don't think I have anything right. else. Well, we can head on into the news then. All right, let's hit that. We're going to the news. Daniel is our newsy, yo. He gets all uh, the news I got uh, some interesting uh, game news. I got uh, I got a little bit of everything today. Hell yeah. We got some, yeah. We we got some news. I put some in here as a joke. <laughs> That's you'll, fine. You'll, you'll see which ones they are when we get there. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, some are pretty. In, some 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 of the stuff in here is very interesting. Oh, there's been some I'm news like, coming I, out today. Yeah, there's there's been some there's been some very interesting news in the, within the past you know week. So I'm excited to talk about some of this stuff. All right. So, uh, with our first piece of news, we're you know in the video game uh, territory. Yeah. Uh, Planet Side Two is getting a big update as developer tries to build interest in a sequel. Uh, the studio is committed to do whatever they need to do to move the franchise forward. So, uh, Planet Side Two is a multiplayer combat game. It, it first launched in 2012, so we're talking like eight years ago at this point. Uh, it's getting a big update on the 26th, so next Wednesday. Um, uh, the sequel has not been announced, but uh, they're doing whatever it takes to uh to to keep the franchise going. Uh, the the rumors of a Planet Side Three originally started, uh, well, not originally started, but like they 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 had like new uh, they had was new life in them in October of of twenty nineteen. Uh, so yeah, there's nothing in development yet, but they're trying to to you know get things uh. You know, going for uh, for hopefully you know, they hopefully want to make another one. So we'll see how that goes. I have only played a bit of Planet Side Two myself. Uh, I played it back when I had like my sh- my shitty laptop, and I was I was somehow able to run that for a little bit. <laughs> Granted, it was it was very shitty, but I'm surprised that that laptop was able to run that game because that is a fucking crazy game, dude. I don't yeah. know if you played it. I yeah. we have played it. I played it with. Uh... Forever ago on Discord, I oh, think right. we, that was one of the first things. On, didn't we play like on stream a few times? Yeah, we played uh, it with Aaron and, and yeah, we played with Aaron and Calvin and yeah, yeah, we, we and did. Eric, yeah, Eric yeah. even played with us a few times, I think. 
and it, that was fun man we had some good yeah. times in there like we get a whole big old squad rolling it was fun yeah that was cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was cool for like a kind of a pickup and we played this for a few hours kind of deal yeah exactly I, I yeah i had fun with it but yeah like i said i'm surprised i was able to run that on my crappy laptop back in the day dude i i, I would be curious to see how this game would run on this computer that i'm currently on because this is a way better machine but yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see if they do something else with this, because, like, again, I don't have a whole bunch of experience with the Planet Side games, but... Uh, I don't either. If they ever made... If they, for what I played with the second one, it was fun. So, I mean, if they do a third one, then, yeah, fuck it, dude. Do it. Go for it. Definitely one of those... Yeah. If there's enough people playing it, and I know those people, I'll play with them. Fun. Yeah. What else you got? Moving on. Uh, Empire of Sin has been delayed until fall 2020. Yeah, disappointing. Well, disappointing, but also glad, because uh, it's hard not to be disappointed when you're looking forward to something, but I'm also glad that it's going to be, yeah, we're going to tighten this up. We're going to make it even better. So, yeah. Yeah. Brenda Romero's Empire of Sin uh, turn-based set game in the Prohibition-era Chicago needs more time. So the announcement was made on Twitter in the Empire of Sin accounts. Uh, extra, extra, read all about it. We have an update regarding the release of Empire of Sin. And the, and they did a little cool little message. As any bo- good bootlegger knows, good liquor can't be rushed. And the same goes for game development. This is why we have decided to move the release of Empire of Sin to fall 2020. We appreciate all your support so far and trust that you understand what, why choosing quality over speed is important. After all, everyone knows you got to stay sharp to make it in Chicago. So that was a message from the game director, Brenda Romero. Uh... Which, you know, there's been a lot of game delays this year. But, again, I always say this every time there's a game delay. Uh, we'd, we'd rather that happen instead of, uh, you know, getting a game that, you know, comes out and doesn't, you know. Because anytime a game comes out and it's, like, it gets shit on when it when it releases, you're doomed forever, man. Because, yeah. like, it, it, it's nothing but bad news then. So, you know, it's, I, I, I always think it's a good thing to wait, take your time with something, then release it when you're ready, and then have it be good, and then you're good, you know? You don't have to worry about, like, all that other stuff. But, this uh, is yeah, one I'm of not... those games I'm looking forward to, very yeah. much. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a game Josh is definitely looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, when when was it supposed to come out? I don't, think it, I don't think it ever had, like, a definitive date, but it was supposed to be, like, springtime. Okay. I want to say. I don't think it ever so had it... a hard date. So that's not as bad then, because it didn't even have a, it didn't even have yeah. a, a, like a set date. So yeah, you know, it was like cool. like coming this spring, I think. Is what they said. I will say though that a lot of the a lot of good games are coming out towards the end of the year now because of all these delays. Yeah, start your saving now to be prepared. <sighs> yeah, holiday season. There's gonna be a lot a lot of games coming out. Yeah, In boy. addition to like the new consoles and stuff too. So oof, it's gonna be uh gonna be a heck of a holiday. Uh, moving on, the Witcher 3 Switch update adds PC cross save, new graphics options. So that's pretty dope. So you can have you can take your save file from Steam or GOG and move it to the through your Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, so on and so forth. So what's your point? Uh, your goodness. Yeah. yeah. You, exactly. Exactly. So if that's something that you want to do, I, I played this game obviously all on Steam. I I I feel like the graphics, like I, I don't know. I just feel like the game. I I I'd be very curious to see how like the different the like the I want to see like a side by side between Witcher Switch Witcher PC because I imagine it's quite significant. Yeah. 
But I mean, they they're like, oh, they're saying here that they're adding new graphics options. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah, that they're adding like a a, a Steam cro- or a PC cross save from the PC to the Switch. That's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, if this, this is a game that you've wanted to play or you already have, and you you have it on the Switch or PC or whatever, you can just move your save back and forth. So once you're a portable run. Maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe you're getting on an airplane and you're like, you know what? I want some, well, to kill some motherfuckers while I'm flying. Yeah, I want to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn straight. Uh, speaking of Nintendo Switch, a new coral pink Nintendo Switch Lite is coming in April. I saw this. So originally, uh, if people remember, there was three original uh, Switch lights. There was a turquoise one, a gray one, and a yellow one. That, are, that, that were the first three. Uh, now they're coming out with a pink one. Uh, it's going to be out on April 3rd. Uh, obviously, Japan gets it sooner in March 20th. Uh, alongside the, the new Animal Crossing game. Uh, the Switch colorway uh, isn't Animal Crossing themed. Like the like the, uh, the Animal Crossing uh, Switch console. The, the, the New Horizons one. But uh, it's gonna be one ninety nine ninety nine, so two hundred bucks. Uh, this uh, Switch Lite. Um, so yeah, they, I got a picture yeah, of it up on the screen, guys. Yeah, there it is. That's so. Uh, yeah, they had a yellow one, the turquoise one, and a gray one, and now they're they're adding into the mix a, a pink one. If you're into the the color pink. And almost here, the Baba Squeak. Right. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So they're adding another color into the mix of that. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I think it looks good. I like it. Yeah, like, uh, uh, these switch lights have a very like clean look to them, you know. Yeah. For sure. It just switches you. Fun. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, oh, Jackbox Party Pack Seven was announced on Twitter. Uh, it's coming to fall. Uh, to all the major digital platforms. Uh, the Jackbox Games account tweeted out a picture. With uh, five little kittens and then a Jackbox Party Pack Seven logo, which is kind of weird because I feel like the sixth one just came out, so I'm like, wait, what? But but then again, these come out like every year, don't they? So. Yeah, and they're very popular. They're they're good little party games. Yeah, I have a I have a few of them. I have one, three, and five, and and yeah, they're they're fun. But it was just kind of weird to me because like I thought the sixth one just came out, but I guess it's been a few months now, maybe or I don't know, but. And then, and, and, and it's not like this one's going to come out right away soon either. It's going to come out in the fall or, 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 yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's like the sixth one just came out. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, you know, that's confirmed. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, after a long wait, Mountain Blade enters early access on, or Mount, Mountain Blade 2 enters early access on March 31st. Jesus, we've heard about it. This game has been announced for how long now? Bannerlord has been in development for nearly a decade. Jesus. Is what it says. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord finally has a release date. The hybrid action strategy game will enter early access on March 31st for $49.99. Tail World is selling the game through Valve Steam Marketplace and the Epic Game Store. Uh, so there, you got some options there with that. Uh, developers opened up a closed beta to interested fans early last year and announced the March 2020 release window over the summer. Uh, but yeah, finally, uh, 
at the end of uh, next month, it'll be uh, you know available for for those who want to uh, play the game. I'm probably gonna check it out. Are you gonna check it out? Are you gonna try to check it out? I want to play the other one first, to be honest. First one. Yeah, Mountain Blade War Warband, the 2010 one. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's a. Uh, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's a little rough looking because it's from back in the day. Well, I mean, it's it's ten years old, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? They really I'll don't. See. They really don't have I'll see stories. If, I don't if, think. If, if, if okay, well, if there's no stories, then I'll just I'll just get the new one then. Yeah. I don't think so. And like you, you kind of I think it's one of those you kind of make your own story. Oh, okay. Deals. I could be wrong. If anybody knows, let us know. But uh, from what I I played it, and I don't remember much of a story. I remember like you go to castles, run around, and have fights. That's what I remember happening. I could be completely wrong though. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, the franchise allows players to create their own band of warriors and lead them into battle, commanding infantry, archers, and mounted knights. Okay. Uh, it's a bit like playing the Total War series, but while directing, but while directly controlling your commander on the field of battle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's finally happening for those who have been waiting for this for nearly ten years. Uh, it's it's you just gotta wait a m another month and then you'll you'll have it. So I'll have it in your hands. Um, I'm definitely gonna check it out. So probably talk about it on here. Yeah. Um, uh, here's something that I found very interesting that I read last night. What you got? Uh, moving on to other news is that EA canceled a Star Wars Battlefront spinoff last year. Yeah. So in addition to uh, all the many Star Wars games that have been canceled, we now have another one that's been canceled. So last spring, EA canceled a, a spinoff for uh, the Battlefront series. It's a third game that uh, the publisher, you know, canceled since uh, 2017. Uh, it was going to be codenamed Viking. Or it was codenamed Viking. Uh, it was supposed to be... They had it... They imagined the release date for it to be this year in the fall, so fall 2020, alongside the new, the new, the next gen consoles, right? Uh -huh. It was gonna be like a, it was gonna be like a, a new a part of the next gen release. Uh, but but it became, but but the EA executives uh, figured the timeline was unrealistic, so they canceled it. Uh, um. So the backstory uh, apparently starts in uh, 2015 and in San Francisco at Visceral Games. Uh, they were developing, you know, the 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 heist, the Star Wars heist game that was canceled, which was codenamed Ragtag. I don't, I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I remember. It's been a while, but. So yeah, Ragtag. That one uh, under that was the Amy the Amy Henning game. Yeah. If for those who are wondering, uh, and then uh, October 2017. Uh, they shut down Visceral and canceled Ragtag. Uh, and apparently those art assets for that game were shipped to uh, to the uh, EA Vancouver for a new open world Star Wars game. Uh, and then there was a second game codenamed Orca that was in development all of 2018 uh, until that was canceled as well. Uh and apparently this was going to be a smaller uh, one that was planned for release in fall of 2020. Uh, which, again, I, yeah, it's the one that we've been talking about. The the yeah. the next, the one that's going to come out with the next gens or whatever. Uh, actually, no, that was, that was another one. 
Yeah, because the, the, the one we're talking about is called Viking. Oh. This 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 one was called Orca. So there was another one that was supposed to come out alongside the next gen. It was a smaller project. It's not a whole lot of information on it, but it was just you know another one that was called Orca. Huh. Anyway, the one that we're talking about right now, codenamed Viking, was designed to be a spinoff of the Battlefront series with open world elements. Uh, the plan was to bring in Criterion, uh, you know, who's best known for games like Burnout and Need for Speed and that kind of stuff. Uh, to expand more genres, uh, E. Vancouver spent designs design spent time designing ideas and prototypes for Viking, and then Criterion came on board soon after. Uh, but then, then that's when the problem started because Criterion, on paper, was the lead studio, but there was logistical challenges of cross-country game develop gaming or uh, yeah, game development. Uh, so apparently there was like too many cooks, you know, like when there's yeah. too many like yeah, so it was it was that kind of thing. Uh, and then apparently it became clear that Viking would never be finished in just a year and a half. And the uh, EA, the executives at EA had no interest in extending the timeline. So it was canceled in the first half of 2019. And uh, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised that no one had like mentioned this at all until now. You know? Yeah. Like, like we didn't even know this thing, like some of this stuff was happening until now. So it's kind of. I mean, I also I guess that's that's what happens when you like dig dig for information, right? It's like you know, they 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 keep these things well hidden or, or they don't talk about them. And... I think we even said a while ago, there's no telling how many games we've never even heard of that have just exactly. been canceled. Again. That have just been canceled, it's man. Like, yeah. What could have been? Yeah. So you know that's what happens, but there you know speaking of all these canceled games we do have two we we have two games in development at, at least that we know of right now that EA is doing they're doing a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order for Respawn Respawn's doing a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order it'd be crazy not to and then uh EA Motive is doing a smaller quote more unusual project over there in in Canada so Star Wars XCOM We'll see. They, they, they call it a smaller, more unusual project. So we don't know what that is yet. But we were getting a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which again, like you said, they'd be crazy not to. And then uh, something else. So at I least wonder what two, they mean by coming. unusual. What's unusual nowadays? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The smaller, more unusual. What that means, who knows? It could be just about anything. But I'm <laughs> curious. The card game. No, that's not unusual. Actually, I expect that a now. card game. Oh, jeez, <laughs> please no. Make make that in a mobile game. Don't don't do that. Uh, don't don't make that a real game. I don't know. I feel like I've seen games of everything. So what could possibly be unusual? Mm. Anyway, uh, another thing is that they recently came out with the uh, Nintendo came out with a direct for the newest Animal Crossing New Horizons game. I don't know if you saw that or I, I seen anything on it. There's a link in the chat right there. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it says this video is unavailable. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I know why. I know why it's unavailable. Because Nintendo took it down, and then they re-uploaded a new one. Ah. So disregard that one. Because yeah, I heard. I, I heard. I heard that. Uh, yeah, Nintendo. Uh, took this one down, and they uploaded a new one. So yeah, probably find it. But anyway, they, they. I mean, it, it's like a twenty-something minute video. We don't. We're not gonna watch the whole thing. Oh no, like, we can flip it. Yeah, we we just want to you know skim through it and talk about it a little bit because I'm not gonna lie, this game looks, uh, this game looks interesting, man. It, it looks it looks like a fun little game, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie, they have there's gonna be like a multiplayer aspect to it, so you know you can go to like your friends' islands or whatever the hell, 
I've never played any of these. I haven't. And uh, it's, it's, it's. I get like, I get like very uh, strong like Stardew Valley slash like you know those those type of game vibes. You know. Yeah. You wanna... There's like there's like customization and like you know all kinds of cool stuff, man. Like it's it's a pretty. It looks like a very neat little game. So I would be down. I'd actually be down to play this. I might check it. Lie. I might check this uh, direct out after the. Yeah, definitely check it out. You know, we're we're just gonna skim through it, but it's like a twenty-something minute direct, and there's yeah, a lot it's of cool. Yeah, it's almost thirty minutes according to that. Like, which that's a long ass video. Yeah, yeah, like twenty-seven minutes or something. Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff in it. You can just skim through it and take a look at it. Uh, there's, yeah, I mean, it it looks there's like northern there's there's northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. It comes out in less than a month. There's 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 seasons. You know, spring, winter, summer, whatever, fall. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty neat, dude. I uh pretty neat i i i think it looks like a fun neat little game i I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are getting this i know a lot of people who are getting this yeah so i feel like i i might get it you know because there's certainly gonna be uh plenty of people playing it i i know several people that are like gonna turn into like primarily strictly animal crossing streamers once this game comes out you know <laughs> yeah. so that's that's gonna hey, be you uh... get to decorate your house that's cool. yeah you do man yeah, and then not only that, but they show later in the video. Well, first off, you start off with a tent, right? But then later, like, oh, you can get a house, and if you want to expand on the house, you can get expansions on it or whatever, you know. So you can make it bigger, you can decorate it, you can do the walls. It the makes floor, me think of The Sims, shit. to be honest. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's all I said. It's, it's like it's like Animal Crossing with the with all that stuff, and then The Sims, and like it's like a bunch of it's like these like all these looks. So you can do expansions and stuff. It's like all these. You, there's like crafting in it. There's like a bunch of cool little like neat mechanics and 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 stuff you can do in this man. That's pretty really, cool. Yeah. Right. Looks like a neat little game. And then always and then like the you know the the style of this game with the characters and stuff is always like, you know cutesy or whatever. It's up to the same style. That said, up to eight users can live on one island. Yeah. 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 Nice. Exactly, man. So yeah, it looks like a just just a like a fun little game, man. I keep saying that, but I mean it's, it's true. It just looks like a neat little thing that you can you know spend a bunch of time in, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it looks it looks pretty neat. I uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on it. Um, I'm not sure when I'll get it. I don't know if I'll get it right away because you know Dang. new games are new games are. Rough, Thing, but, things uh, are coming, man. Like you got fucking Final Fantasies coming. That's true. There's fucking... a bunch of stuff coming. But uh, definitely, this. But this is definitely. Um, oh, and this is cool too. You can like download custom designs from like the older games or whatever. Um. But yeah, uh, I'll I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this one. Uh, seeing what happens. See, I'm just gonna be keep seeing who gets it and all that and all that stuff. So. Yeah, maybe you'll uh, you maybe you'll be seeing us play it. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, they're adding new characters, showing off the old ones, all that stuff. Definitely check it out on your own if you want to. It's like all, like Josh said, almost a half hour video. Um. Yeah. So. There's a ton of info in it. Like, if it's thirty minutes it long, there's a ton of info. They split in it up it. into three parts. The first one is like all the stuff we already know. And then they have like two other parts that are, you know, new stuff. So check it out. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty neat. 
moving on uh, from that, there's a new Batman the Animated Series board game coming out. Oh, hell yeah! It's called uh, Shadow of the Bat. So, uh, it's from uh, the folks at IEW Games. Uh, and it's pretty cool because uh, I believe it was a Kickstarter game, wasn't it? I'm in the animated series Adventures. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll post the Kickstarter link in the chat. I found it. There it is. Big box of action. And uh, there's like Shadow of the there's yeah Shadow of the Bat. There's like all these there's the the minis are cool man. Mm-hmm. There's Batman, Jim Gordon, Batgirl, Catwoman, Robin. I I love the animated series dude. Like Massive. one of my favorite Batman things ever. Harley Bullock, Isis, uh, Renee Montoya, two GCPD beat cops, the Joker, Harley, Mr. Freeze, the Riddler, Scarecrow, Penguin, Two Face, Man Bat, bunch of like hired guns and enforcers that Batman can whoop on. Uh, some innocent bystanders. Uh, the dice are cool. Look at that Batman dice. That looks sick. There's Commissioner Gordon dice, there's Robin dice, Batgirl dice, Batman, Battle dice, Catwoman dice. There's a rule book, a mission book, seven hero sheets, 36 hero skill cards, 82 four by one or four versus one villain ability cards, uh, 45 gadget cards, 13 four by one villain cards, uh, 13 AI villain sheets, 20 initiative cards, five ally cards, 287 tokens, 20 initiative cards. I, I think I said that already, but. And there's an exclusive Alfred Pennyworth, uh, to- or yeah, mini here. Oh, this is ongoing. It's ongoing uh, Kickstarter, right? And it looks cool, man. This looks awesome. <laughs> there's like, oh my god, there's more stuff here. There's like the Great Ghost. There's uh, Zatanna. Jesus, this is awesome. Oh, there's Etrigan, dude. That's, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, he's like the current stretch goat. Yeah, this this looks cool, man. This looks fun. I would love to play this game. This is this is one of those things that like there's so much. It's like yeah, there's there's I'm, there's I'm a lot. I'm afraid I wouldn't understand it all. This is why I would usually watch um, shut up and sit down on YouTube. They do board game reviews. So maybe when this comes like physically comes out, they'll do. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool though. I'm it, down. Nineteen yeah. days. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah, there's nineteen days to go and it's still ongoing. So if you want everything, it it's two hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah. That gets you all the stuffs. I also posted the link in the D and D server if you're on that. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah. Super, super cool. Uh super super cool game. So definitely uh check that out. If you're interested in some Batman, the animated series board game, <laughs> use the mid. You're fighting right? this clown. <laughs> oh, Jackson Tannen? Jackson Tannis? <laughs> I'd be mad anyway. at that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a cool little game that I wanted to talk about quickly because. Yeah, that's, no, that's, it's cool. We cool love board stuff, games, though. and we just don't get to play yeah. them that often. Uh, moving on. Um, 
there's some tabletop news. Uh, apparently, Kickstarter employees vote to unionize. Yes. So that's something that's been happening. Uh, what else we got? Mis- uh, have you heard of this game called Mysterium Park? Mm-mm. It's a uh, tabletop uh, game. Uh, there's actually a little. Uh, Actually, a little, a little, a little, a little trailer here. So, hold, hold, see, if, see if you wanna see if this piques your interest. It's a little, little forty-three second trailer there. You freed the ghosts of the manor. The ghost of the manor, yeah. Now discover a new universe. Mm-hmm. With candy, sweet sugar. Popcorn. Full of dark <laughs> secrets. Look at that guy. I like the character design. Another ghost. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mysterium Park! <laughs> uh, welcome to Mysterium Park. It's cotton candies, it's circus, and it's dark secrets. The former director disappeared, but the investigation came to nothing. Since that night, where things happened on the fair... As psychics, you're convinced that the, that a ghost haunts this carnival. You're now intent on giving it a chance to reveal the truth. Mysterium Park will be released at the end of 2020. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. Interesting little thing. Uh, Wonder Woman: Challenge of the Amazons is a new cooperative game where Wonder Woman and her Amazon allies work together to defeat Ares, Cersei, Cersei and the uh, Cheetah. Uh, the game includes five Amazon mini- miniatures, including Wonder Woman, all of which are paintable. Amazon Challenge of the Amazons. What are Amazon Challenge of the Amazons? Wonder Woman Challenge of the Amazons is currently available for pre-order for 35 bucks and comes out next month. So if you want to see what that looks like, here's a little Amazon link. Let's see if I can if I can get that real quick. Boom. Here's a little Amazon link for that. Not sponsored, by the way. Just, you know, throwing that out there. Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, could you imagine? Jesus. The minis look pretty cool. They do look cool. I like them. Uh, yeah. Those so. look actually nice. Yeah. Good stuff there. Um, probably, probably worth it just for those minis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Uh, what is this? There's a Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid uh game that was also up on Kickstarter. Uh it was uh what is it? Back to the grind. It's available for pre order now. Uh but I'm looking at the Kickstarter page. Uh it's getting ready for phase two, which will feature new three new expansions to grow the franchise. Uh it followed a massively successful Kickstarter campaign. Uh the three expansions available for pre order. Uh but this is uh, the Zeo Ranger pack, the Mega Goldar Deluxe figure, the legendary Tommy Oliver set, which includes four different figures depicting Tommy as a Mighty Morphin Green and White Rangers, Turbo Red Ranger, Dino Thunder Black Ranger, as well as Cyborg Tommy Monster figure. Each expansion costs forty bucks and is set to be released by this. Uh, I'm not really a huge Power Ranger guy, but I know some people out there are. So yeah, wanted to mention. That. I grew up with them. I liked them when I was a kid. I still think they're pretty dope, but I don't know if I could ever really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dice look cool. I'll say that. The dice look kind of neat. The Ranger dice set. Anyway, uh, there's a Blade Runner 2049 Nexus Protocol 
um, game. Uh, players work together to figure out which one among them is secretly a replicant, interrogating witnesses and finding evidence cards in order to solve the puzzle. But if humans take too long, the replicant escapes and wins the game. Blade Runner 2049, next protocol comes out this April. Uh, so there's a few other things here and there, but I'm not going to mention all of them. Uh, there's a lot of these are on Kickstarter, so if you want to look them up, look them up. Uh, there's this thing called Mar- Marvel United that looks kind of cool. It's a Marvel game, but it's like it's more of like a card game though. It has little like has little miniature figures too, but you know, it's more like a. It has a certain art style. I, I want to say it looks kind of. I don't want to say it looks kitty, but it looks like. It has a particular art style. Like tell tell me what you think this kind of art style looks like. I'll I'll, I'll put the uh, Kickstarter link in the chat. But... Yeah. Him. Look at this game. It's called Marvel United. Oh, I see what you mean already. Yeah, like I don't want to say it looks kitty because it kind of kind you would you would think it kind of does, but it like does. it makes really... it makes me think of like <laughs> I don't know Teen Titans Go almost like <laughs> it, it it looks like a like something out of a mobile game or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, oh, and then they have it animated further down where it definitely looks like some sort of. Yeah, it looks like a mobile game, yeah. I don't know. I'm not crazy but, over it, to be honest. I'm not a big fan yeah, of that style. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it looks weird. It does look weird. But I, I, just, I just wanted to show it to you because I'm like, what does this like? How does this look? Like, I don't know, looks... but people must like it because they've raised over a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, the idea, I, I guess the idea of it is pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it just looks kind of weird to me. It's not crazy. But hey. You know, there's there's something for everybody out there. For uh, players, dude, they raised that much, and there's still 11 days to go. That's crazy. Anyway, and this, they won't even see the light of day till next year. Hmm. Well, that's all I got for the gaming news. Crazy. That's all we got for gaming news. Yeah. Let me just let me just scroll through and see if there's anything that we have possibly missed. Uh oh, the Baldur's Gate three supposedly early access at the end of the year supposedly. Mm. I think I saw something on Twitter a minute ago from from C Gamer IGN those saying that as well now confirming that I believe. Cool, cool. Uh, that it's gonna be an early access deal, and I don't know why it's gonna be an early access deal it seems like such for such a big ip it wouldn't be maybe they just want to get it out there to people as soon as possible as soon as possible but i don't know when you have an ip like that i feel like it should shouldn't be access but yeah it does i feel like uh let's see i didn't want to mention that Anything else? Anything else? Do do Believe it. Yeah, I think that's it. We can move on right, to move uh, on. TV news. What you got for me in the TV? So, uh, through the TV news, uh, this is something that broke kind of early uh within the within the last week is All that right. uh Sasha Banks yeah uh, is going to be involved in the second season of The Mandalorian and not only that but she has already filmed her scenes the legit boss it's boss time is going to be in Mandalorian 
So people were saying that this makes sense because she's kind of been like away from the WWE she, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she hasn't been on too much. Yeah. She wasn't at the Royal Rumble, which is a big deal because the women have their own Royal Rumble, and she was not in mm. it. Uh, mm. So people noticed when she wasn't there, like, what's going on with Sasha? Makes sense. But there you go. Apparently now we know she's, she's going to be in the Mandalorian season two. I'm uh, very curious to see what kind of character she's going to play. Uh, I feel like it'd be a mistake if they don't make her and Gina Carano fight somehow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they gotta they gotta make it happen, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious, dude. I I like the, the, how they how they're like you know peppering in these these, you know like kind of uh, guest stars, I guess. You know, it is into I, the show. I'm very I will I want to know who's like you know what you know who we should get we should get Sasha Banks. I'm generally <laughs> right? curious to not that I don't think she could do it or anything. I'm just interested in like what's the reason? Did she audition? Was somebody think thought like should we get Sasha Banks? We like her. She's cool. You know what I mean? I'm just she, genuinely she, curious. It looks like she could be in Star Wars, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking did at a picture of her right now. She's got like blue hair and stuff. Like, yeah. She, she did like you? Did you know that her 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 cousin is Snoop Dogg? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. that. yeah, he came out to like her WrestleMania thing. Yes. Right? Yeah, he came yeah, out yeah. and like rapped a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, we don't know what character she'll be playing or how big or small the role is or anything. But uh, uh, Mandalorian season two is gonna premiere in October. She's already filmed her scene, so she's gonna be in it. Uh, and I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen with that. I'd be ecstatic if I was her. Could you imagine? I'm gonna be a fucking the Mandalorian. Fuck oh yeah, yeah dude. dude. Is this like her first acting thing, or has she done something before? I don't know. I don't know if she's ever done anything else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna IMDb it real quick because I'm Go very curious. Because if this is like her first acting thing, what a, what a way to start, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the stuff, and I, I'm looking at IMDb, and the majority of it is all like wrestling stuff. Yeah. Where she's like playing herself. Yeah, all of it is all like wrestling. So, uh. I don't, uh, I think this might be her first, her first actual, like, acting thing, dude. That's, that's cool. crazy, dude. For it to be the, uh, for it to be Mandalorian out of everything else, that's, that's pretty wild, man. Yeah. Unless she has other stuff in the pipeline that she did too, but that's, that's nuts, dude. That, that's awesome. Good for her, man. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, so that's cool. You'd be amazed, like, I didn't know this for a long time, that Becky Lynch was in Vikings. She was, like, a fucking extra in, like, one of the stunt doubles, so... I heard about it, yeah, but I didn't I didn't know Like, either. if you go back and watch some episodes, you can see her in, like, in the background, because she plays, like, little extras. That's cool. So, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's dope. I'm interested to see what character she's playing, who she gonna be. Is it is it a major yeah. is it a major kind of role? Is it like you know just kind of curious? I, I could see it being like you know like that one of the, like a one shot episode kind of deal. Probably yeah. We'll see though. You never know. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, I'm, we'll can't, I can't wait for season two of The Mandalorian anyway. So. Same October. And, and I'm a Sasha Banks fan, so that's cool. Yeah. So speaking of uh, casting uh, rumors, or news in general, is that a Falcon and the Winter Soldier has cast Carl Lumby in the Disney Plus series. If those of you, for those of you who are not familiar with Carl Lumby, Carl Lumby, Carl Lumbly rather, sorry, is uh, the voice actor for the Martian Manhunter in the Justice League series, 
and he was and he was also the dad of the Martian Manhunter himself on the CW show Supergirl. So that who that that's who Carl Lumbly is. So he's going to be in uh, he's going to be joining Marvel now uh with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Trail. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So we don't, I don't I don't think it says who he's going to play. It just says he's going to be joining the show. Uh the they're filming in Atlanta. They're still filming now in Atlanta and it's Oh, I'm out the, I'm on my way out the door at the moment. Go, see. go for it dude. yeah and <laughs> they, they filmed so much stuff in atlanta dude not even funny yeah and they're it's gonna premiere in august the show uh but they're filming right now and uh yeah i think this is a pretty pretty solid uh pretty solid casting because carl lumbly's uh he's he's, he's, yeah, he's he's good he's been in a lot of good stuff so i'm definitely interested in that show yeah we'll see what happens with that so i think this is a good good choice here good pickup for them hell yeah um, in other casting news, The Witcher has added a bunch of people to their cast. Most yeah, notably, did. they've added uh, Game of Thrones veteran Christopher Hivju, who those of you may know as uh, our boy Tormon Giantsbane. Goddamn right. He will be joining uh, The Witcher for season two. Uh, he's going to be playing uh, Nivellen, who in The Witcher books is a man cursed to take on an appearance of a monster. Uh, and joining him for season two is Yasin Atur, which I, who's going to be Cohen. And we, and we kind of mentioned a couple people they cast like a, a week or two yeah, ago yeah. on the podcast. Uh, Agnes Bjorn as Verena. Paul Bullion, who I think we you mentioned the last time as Lambert. Lambert. Uh, Thew Esterd Rasmussen as Eskel. Aisha Fabienne Ross as Lydia. And Messia or Messia uh, uh, Simpson as Francesca. So uh, those are some of the people they added. I honestly don't recognize anyone here except for uh, Christopher Hiju, who obviously was Tormund. Yeah. But uh, I always think it's interesting when they add unknown talent uh, and, you know, they make their own name out of you know, these characters. So I think it's uh, pretty cool that we're going to find out who these people are. Uh, now that they've yeah, been in the show. I'm really. Yeah. And how cool is it that Tormund is going to be, was in the game, was in game of Thrones. He's going to be in the Witcher now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So that is awesome. Uh, Stranger things has promoted uh, Priya Ferguson to a series regular for season four. And for those of you who don't know who that is, that is uh, Erica, I believe. Uh, she was a uh, guest star in season two. She moved up to a recurring role in season three. And now in season four, she's going to be a series regular. So congrats to her. She's not my favorite character. Yeah. She she, 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 she can get a little annoying at times. <laughs> but uh, hopefully there's some character development for her this season. But congrats to her for being uh, promoted to series regular. And I'm very looking, very much so looking forward to season Stranger Things 4, especially after season 3. That was a hell of a season. So looking forward to that. Um, let's talk about some, some potential leaks for a moment. Oh, uh, damn. Uh, there was something on LinkedIn uh, 
that Nick Van Dyke, president of Activision and Blizzard, posting an intriguing description of a new project on his LinkedIn page. Apparently, they're they're working on Overwatch and Diablo TV adaptations. Um. Uh, for his for his little description there, it says executive producer of Diablo TV adaptations of Blizzard Entertainment's IP rendered in an in, in, in anime style. The show is currently in pre-production for distribution worldwide through Nef- through Netflix. Uh, with my creative partner, developed and sold an animated series based Blizzard's Overwatch franchise. So that's really all that we're basing this off. That I'm, you know, this is based off of some some descriptions on IMDb or IMDb on LinkedIn. But uh, interesting. Yeah. What do you think about some potential uh, Diablo and Overwatch uh, TV series? I mean, it's cool. I just uh, I have issues with Blizzard nowadays. So. That that we know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've said for years we'd watch the CG movies if there were them. So this is a show. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Diablo one is gonna be anime in an anime style. Is what they is what. If they did here. something kind of similar to Castlevania. Yeah, that kind of style, yeah. which is kind yeah, of Castlevania yeah, is uh, definitely fit. great. Yeah, yeah, Castlevania looks great. So we'll see, we'll see. I have issues with Blizzard, but this... for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so this next piece of news I don't really care about personally. Yeah, but I threw it out there because there's some people who are I know we're very excited about this, but friends. You're gonna reunite for an exclusive HBO Max special. Now, I've never been a Friends person. I've never even watched it, so I, I don't. I've, I've never been a Friends guy, so I don't. I don't really care personally. But I know people have been losing their minds over there. So they're gonna be reuniting. I had heard rumors about this that it was gonna be happening. Uh, they kind of mentioned it a while, you know, a couple weeks or months ago. So that's cool, I guess, for people who are interested in that. I'm not. I don't really care, but. You know, yeah. good, good, good for them. They're reuniting. You're a fan, friend. You're a friend of friends. Gonna <laughs> be happy. If, if you're a friend of friends, yes, that's a good way to put it. Man, I've never watched. Yeah. So, and then, oh boy, who's excited for this? Uh, Nickelodeon is going to be doing a SpongeBob prequel show. Oh boy, let me tell you. Called, I'm... For the 2020, 2020, 2021 season, it's called Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Under Years. Uh, going to be a CG animated prequel to Nick's flagship series, SpongeBob SquarePants, and it will follow a 10 year old SpongeBob to summer camp. It's going to feature the original voice cast, and uh, yeah, it's going to premiere in July. <laughs> what is it about shows where they, they take a prequel or they'll just make like a. They'll take something and be like, we're going to make them kids, and we're going to put them in a camp. They do that with so many things. Like, WWE had an animated show called Camp WWE. Can you guess it? It was wrestlers as kids at, you guessed it, a camp. (laughs) That's great. I just don't understand why this obsession with it. Anyway, I don't give a fuck about Spongebob anymore. I could not tell you. Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't seen SpongeBob in a while either. You know, like I used to watch it like back in the day, but I just, I just threw that in there as like a joke. It's, thing. it's, it's funny. I mean, but like, yeah. I just don't understand. Like, they always go with this. They're gonna be kids, and we're gonna throw them in a camp, and that's the show. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, dude. I, I could. It's so weird. Yeah. If anybody knows the anyway. answer, let me know. <laughs> I don't know. I have one last thing here for in terms of TV news. And it's right. a trailer. It's All a right. trailer, so if you want to play it. This is the uh, Westworld Season 3 official trailer. Oh, yeah. This one's definitely staying muted. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a... Uh, you know how they always do, like, interpretations of music? Yeah, I did watch this. They have... Uh, they have uh, Sweet Child of Mine in this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude. When they started playing the song in the trailer, I was like, I know this. Wait, Sweet I know this. I've heard this so much. Yeah. Uh, are you excited wow, for this season? Wow, wow. I'll be honest. I, I think I, I think I'm looking forward to this more than I was. Yeah. I feel like we barely knew anything until this trailer. To be honest, at least me. I didn't really know a whole hell of a lot about it, even with the with what they've shown. I just like that we're kind of expanding from where we were. You know what I mean? Hold up. Go back. All right, I'm pausing this trailer because I just saw something that interested me. <laughs> Look at these buildings with all this stuff growing on it. What is that? Why is this yeah. happening? What's going on? It'll, it'll be interesting, you know? That's cool. That's some That's some cool again, world building right there. Again, yeah, speaking of world building, <laughs> but again, I just like that we're expanding and we're not in the same spot anymore, you know? Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're looking at different things. So that's that's what I'm very, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to for, this, for sure, Is is that aspect of it. And they spent so much money on this show. <laughs> you can tell just by looking at all the. So much green and growing. It makes me wonder what, why. We'll find out, right? Yeah. Soon enough, dude. It's coming out real soon, too. So. Also, I just want to say that dude looks like Gassy Mexican, the streamer, like a lot. <laughs> that one dude they just showed. <clears throat> How long is this? This is uh, two minutes and 50 seconds. That's a pretty beefy little. Almost three minutes, yeah. Yeah, little trailer. I mean, yeah, it, it it looks it looks cool, dude. Like I'm I'm looking for again. I'm looking forward to 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 the new uh, the new horizons, so to speak, of, of where we're going with this season. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna I, have I, some badass action. I, I really dig the vibe of what what's going on here. Where's fucking people? Pistol. Oh, that looks so painful. Oh my god. <laughs> Ow! That guy got crushed. <laughs> no, don't you put anything in my mouth. That's fucking uh, uh not cool. Yeah, no. That did make me squirm a little bit. Yeah, it looks very interesting. This comes when does this start? It starts real soon. The dates in here. March fifteenth. God damn, that's real soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Sandy, Sandy Newton holding a fucking katana or some shit. Let's... Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that's uh, that is actually two weeks away. That's. There's some no, good TV. There's some good away. TV coming, man. There is. Yeah, Your yeah. TV viewer. Now is the time. Yeah. Uh, that's all you had for TV news. It is. I got one thing. Okay. Uh, 
Critical Role's Legends of Vox Machina names its writing team for its series coming to Amazon Prime Video. They are going to have... They announced their writers. They did a little video. Uh, you can go check it out, but I'm just going to read the, the Variety article for the for the sake of simplicity. I'll knock something off my desk. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Critical Role, together with Amazon Studios and animation studio Titmouse, announced the writing team for kick the Kickstarter-funded animated fantasy series The Legend of Vox Machina. The show is based on storylines in Critical Role's long-running role-playing game series. It follows a band of seven anti-heroes on their first campaign, a quest to save the realm from the forces of magical evil. Amazon Prime Video ordered a total of 24 episodes across two seasons after the project broke Kickstarter records and raised $11.39 million from, from 88,887 backers. Sheesh. The Critical Role Legends of Vox Machina writing team comprises of Brandon Allman uh, from Star Wars Resistance and Teenage oh. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. He is also executive producer. It's going to have Ashley Birch, um, who is a voice actress and has also worked on Adventure Time. She won an a Emmy in 2017 for her work on Adventure Time. Uh, she's also guest starred on Critical Role. Uh, Familiar with her, yes. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Murrow uh, from Star Wars mm -hmm. Forces of Destiny and Justice League Action. I was like, I, know, uh, I recognize her as well. Here's the one I recognized and was surprised, actually, by... Mark, Mark Bernardin from Castle Rock and Carnival Row. Ah, um, okay. He won a WGA award uh, for Castle Rock, and he also does a podcast with Kevin Smith that I watch quite regularly, and I was like, oh, Mark's working on this. Uh, next up, we have Chris Doc Wyatt. Uh, he's worked on Star Wars Resistance and Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. He is an... Independent Spirit Award nominee as producer on Napoleon Dynamite and an Emmy nominee for Rocket and Groot. Uh, Kevin Burke from Star Wars Resistance and Marvel's Rocket and Groot. Uh, he was also Emmy nominee. Um, man, makes sense all the Resistance people are yeah. in here because that show's over, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Thompson from Westworld, ironically. From Westworld, huh? Yep, and May Cat from Transformers Cyberverse and Marvel Rising. In addition, Eugene Sun from Avengers Assemble and Ben 10 Omniverse serves as story editor. And Meredith Keskamidi, Medi? Oh, she has a uh, really interesting last name that I will just butcher. I apologize. <laughs> uh, from Nico and, the, and Sword of Light as a writer's assistant. Uh, Critical Role, The Legend of Vox Machina stars the Critical Role cast of Laura Bailey, Talisa Jaffe, Ashley Johnson, Liam O'Brien, Matthew Mercer, Marisha Ray, Sam Regal, and Travis Willingham, who are reprising their roles. They serve as executive producers to help guide the story and adapt their characters for the screen. Uh, also executive producing are Brandon Allman and Titmouse's Chris Anoski from Big Mouth and Metalocalypse, and Titmouse's Sung Jing An. Uh, Nick, Nico, and sort of light is supervised. Uh, there is currently no premiere date for season one of Legend of Vox Machina, but it's targeted for late 2020 on Prime Video. Um, Amazon Studios also has a first look deal with Critical World to develop new series to premiere exclusively on Prime Video. 
Critical Role says all Kickstarter contributors will get a first look at the two-part special that kicks off Season 1 at Legend of Vox Machina before it hits Prime Video. All backers will also have access to the first season for free, along with other rewards promised under the Kickstarter campaign. They also have a little highlight video. I'm going to post it, a link to it in the chat. I don't think we're going to watch it here, but but if anybody's interested in it, it's out there. Go find it. I've watched, I watched it and was amazed and I'm really excited for it. I just had to mention it because it's critical role. It's role playing. It's love it. Love it. Love it. That's all I got. Which Ooh. felt like that felt like a lot. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, let's move right along then to movie news. Moving on. All right. So the first thing that I have here is that um uh we we've kind of found out why Ben Affleck left uh the the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh it was January 30th of 2019, so like a little over a year ago, that Batman confirmed he was retiring. Uh, so apparently his decision to leave uh, was that he showed somebody the Batman script and they said, the script is good, but I think you'll drink yourself to death if you go through with what just, what if you go through what you just went through again. So he's, 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 it's been like, you know, public out there that he's kind of been having alcoholism problems and, you know, he's like, oh, I regret divorcing my wife and, you know, this and that. He's been having some, like, you know, some personal issues that he's been going through, uh, for a while. Um, and it's interesting because his next movie coming out where he's like a basketball coach or whatever, it's kind of, it kind of has, is going to like feel and, and talk about that kind of stuff too, so. But yeah, so that's like the the main reason why he he uh he exited uh you know from playing the Batman and all that stuff. Uh, but he had problems shooting and promoting Justice League, and you know, all of it. There, there was a lot going on for a few years there. Yeah, I really, I really would have liked personally. I would have really liked for him to take just one shot with a solo movie, just to see. Right. I I I, I feel like that too, man. I feel like it would because he didn't. He's like the what the only Batman who. Had yet yeah because everybody else has had their own like movie so i I, so i will probably spend our lives wondering what if what what, yeah what a been what a batflex solo movie would have been like yeah Yeah. man so that's a little disappointing but you know he was in suicide squad he was in justice league and bvs i think those are the three he was in right Trying to think what else he was in. I think that's it. Justice League BBS. Suicide Squad. Yeah, he he, he should have got at least his own solo movie. He didn't, unfortunately, but yeah, he should have he should have got. One. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Hopefully, you know, he's uh he's working on, you know, getting better and all that stuff. So yeah, hopefully. Uh, we send you love, Benny. Good luck with that, Batfleck. Um, I'll always wonder. Yes, indeed. Speaking of the Batman, though, there was images of the full bat suit, and then there was a video of like a stuntman on a bat cycle. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I saw the pictures. The pictures. You kind of get to see a a, a better look of the entire suit. 
Uh, we get to see you know, how how the ears are. Wait, what do you like, think of it? The suit or the ears or what do you mean? Like the, the whole deal. All of it? Yeah. Uh, Go over each part. I feel like the from what we saw in the stuff that was officially released with with Robert Pattinson in the suit, I liked how that looked. But for some reason, I'm looking at these leaked like images with the stuntman. It doesn't. Maybe it's because it's the stuntman stuff, but it doesn't look that great here, to be honest. I don't know. It just it just looks weird. Like I don't know. There's something about it that looks off. I don't know, like like the 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 gauntlets look kind of. It, it looks like a like an early bat suit or like a prototype one or I don't know. It, it looks it, it looks weird, off. Yeah, I like was wondering. A, I was wondering if they were gonna add to it as the movie goes. Probably. I, I mean, this could probably be like Batman in his early years. Yeah. Like the the Batfleck was a Batman like deep into his like you know he's been doing it for years and stuff so. They're moving away from that. This could probably be like a new, you know, like a fresh, a fresher Batman, which, you know, as long as you don't have to watch uh, his parents die again for the millionth time, then I'm I'm up for it, you know? Yeah. If they do like a year one Batman or something like that, that'd be cool. We've seen that origin. So. The Batman, yep. his parents, seen his it, parents so. dying, and then we've seen Uncle Ben from Spider-Man die a lot. Wait, we too, get so. it. We get it, guy. <laughs> we get yeah, it. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't have to see it every time, you know. So hopefully, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. The, the suit. It, it's you know. It's it's a. It's a leaked photo with a stuntman in the costume, so it doesn't. It looks whatever. Like I, I can't. I don't really. It doesn't look like super amazing. He's, he also doesn't have a cape on, so you know. It's, yeah. We'll always make it. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it looks a little off, but I mean, from the, what we saw officially, I like how that looked. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, uh, I, I, I want to believe. I want to have hope in this movie because I think the cast is pretty solid and the director is solid. But we'll see what happens. I, I have faith that Battinson himself will be a good Bruce and, and Batman, so um I wonder how know. much how much he's gonna be in the suit. I don't know. I wonder like we'll how much is he Batman and how much is he Bruce Wayne? How much is he Bruce? Yeah, yeah. That's always a... whenever you're playing Batman, you always have you're not just playing one character, you're playing two. You gotta play Bruce and Batman. You know, like they're they're it's the same guy, but it's two different, you know. Two different guys, technically. So, interesting. What I'm curious about is what the Batmobile is gonna look like in this movie. Yeah. Because they always change that up too. So, anyway, uh, that happened. Uh, moving on. Um, Mulan is gonna be the first Disney, uh, Disney's first live-action remake to get a PG-13 rating. Uh, which means there's gonna be some a lot a lot of whooping ass here. Uh, apparently, it, it got that because of sequences of violence. Uh, apparently, depicted in the film. Uh, I'm very excited about this. It's the first. It's the first live action remake to get a PG-13, but it's the first like Disney live action since uh, 2017's Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales uh, to get a PG-13 as well. 
Um, so I like it. I think I think this this bodes well for the movie. Getting getting that PG thirteen rating. I'm excited about this movie. Uh, and it comes out, I believe, in about a month. Yeah, March, like late March, twenty seventh. I think is is when it comes out. Uh, so this is cool. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 just it's just an interesting fact that this is the first live action remake to get a PG thirteen and the first Disney movie to get one since you know Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's pretty neat information. Um, moving on, The Matrix Four has casted uh Brian J Smith from Sense Eight for the sequel, uh, which is obviously The Matrix Four. Uh, there, there's 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 been some filming on it already. Uh, I saw I've seen like leaked videos of like uh, what's his name, uh, Keanu, you know, as uh, Neo and whatnot. Yeah. I actually I I, I was I was looking at Netflix and uh, they have The Matrix on there and I have to rewatch it. So. Yeah. I definitely I have to rewatch it. I rewatched it not too long. Nice. Yeah, I I have to get on it. Uh, hopefully after I finish up like watching uh. Um, Full Metal Alchemist. I can watch a few things here that aren't as long, you know, so I can just like get through a few of these quicker. But uh, Matrix is one I want to rewatch. But but this guy Brian J Smith is joining uh, Keanu Reeves obviously as Neo, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, uh, Jada Pickett Smith as Niobe, uh, and and it's joining and, and, and along with newcomers Priyanka Chopra, Jessica Henwick, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Andrew Caldwell. And Yaha Abdul Mateen the second, who's rumored to be playing a young Morpheus. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see what this Matrix sequel is gonna Matrix Four sequel is gonna be like, because I know a lot of people don't really care for the second or third. I'm but, one of them. <laughs> but this fourth one is they're saying that it's gonna be more like the original, so we'll see. That, yeah, if it's more like the original, I'm on board. I mean, I like them. Um... I like them for the fight sequences. They're good for the the fighting's great. I love like martial arts and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't too amazed by all the other parts. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know if I've seen the sequels to be honest. But uh, because again, I, I have to rewatch the first one and and see, see what I remember from that one because it's been. I couldn't tell you when I last watched the Matrix, man. It must have been. It's it's been it's been years, man. I mean, and I mean years. Like, I, I like again, I don't. Anyway, I gotta rewatch it. Um, for the parents out there, Paw Patrol animated movies in the world. Okay. For all you parents out there, uh, I know you're happy about that. I'm getting my watch. movie gift card ready right now. <laughs> I'm just joking, but yeah, the, uh, here's here's a serious one though. Borderlands. Is getting a movie adaptation from Lionsgate and Eli Roth. I think he's the guy to make this movie. <laughs> uh, so Kevin Fever and Hostel director Eli Roth is set to helm the film adaptation of Borderlands, the action video game franchise for Lionsgate. Uh, Emmy award Emmy winning screenwriter Craig Mazin or Mazin is penned the script for the project. It's going to be produced by Avi Arad and Ari Arad through their Arad Productions banner. Eric Feig, Eric Feig, who uh, oversaw project development uh, through Picture Start, the action RPG shooter rep, 
action RPG shooter franchise from developer Gearbox Software and publisher 2K most recently unveiled Borderlands 3 version in September. Uh, this is a statement from Roth. He said, I'm excited to dive into the world of Borderlands. I could not be doing it with a better script, producing team, and studio. I have a long, successful history with Lionsgate. I feel like we have grown up together and that everything in my directing career has led to a project of this scale and ambition. Uh, the Borderlands movie is the latest video game adaptation after Mortal Kombat, the Angry Birds movie, the Detective, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Nathan, let's see. Oh, the president of Lionsgate said he had a statement of, of his own. He said, with Eli's vision, Craig's screenplay, we believe we have cracked the code on bringing the, the anarchic world of uh, Borderlands to the big screen in a big way that will be fresh, compelling, and, cinem- and a cinematic event for moviegoers and fans of the game. So, yeah, we're getting a Borderlands movie adaptation. This should be very interesting. I'm curious. What I'm curious is, are they going to make... There's a, This game has a very specific art style. Yep. Are they going to translate that into the movie or not? What do you think? I have no idea. That's what that's what I'm mainly curious about, because they said that they they're they're like you know, apparently they have the perfect script, so they know what they're doing with this movie. If we believe what they say, so now it's like, are they gonna keep the art style? Or are they gonna just make it like live action without the art style? Because I feel like a huge, a big reason this game is loved by a lot of people is because of the art style. I think they may end up ditching it for the movie. They might That's, not, but I don't know. It's just something in my gut makes me think they won't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either. But you know, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a huge part of it. So I, I, you know. I have no basis for saying that. That's just no, no, no. Again, good, I, that's good instinct, y'all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because that's, you know. I feel like it'd be hard to make a movie in that style and make it look good. Personally, we'll see what happens. I, I understand it with a video game, but I don't know if I, if, I don't know if you can do that with a movie. I could be wrong. If there's some examples out there, for the love of God, point them to me, because odds are I'm just dumb and don't realize it. I'm trying to think of something <clears> like... The, the the thing that comes to mind is something like Sin City, but that's like, you know, yeah. it's like black and white with like like red on it, right? Or whatever. I don't know. It's very, very there's stuff like that that movies have done, but I don't know if they've done something like this. Yeah, I don't know. I think Eli Rice... Eli Rice... Eli Roth is the guy to do it, though. That's that's his kind of violence and probably his kind of humor. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, if Shooty McShoot Face isn't in this game, I mean, in this movie, <laughs> Shooty McShoot Face. You know, there better be a character with that name. I wonder. Uh, here's what I wonder: Are there going to be original characters, or are they going to bring in the uh, Vault Hunter, like oh, from right. the game in it? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Because who, you the... get fucking Brock Lesnar to play Brick or some shit. So. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you don't even have to talk. Bobby. Bring in Batista. He's used to playing those kind of characters. Oh, right? Yeah, he'd actually probably be a really good brick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I that's yeah, that's a good question. They're gonna create new characters for this movie, mm-hmm. or they're gonna use ones that we already know about. Yeah, that's that's. It'll definitely hmm. have a siren in it. Like, bring in uh, bring in Moxie and the uh, you know. God. And uh, what's what's the little girl that was the Baba's favorite character? I forgot her name. Oh fucking um. Shit, I, I'm blanking. Tiny out Tina. Her name. Tiny Tina. Boom. Bring her in. Anyway, uh, I have one last thing here. Go for it. And this also broke like yesterday. 
uh, and it's that um, there's a new Star Wars movie in the works yeah. uh, with slight with the with the slight filmmaker uh, director J D Dillard and Luke Cage writer Matt Owens have been tapped to develop their project. It is unclear whether it's a theatrical or Disney Plus release. So there's like hardly any information about this right now other than the people who are working on it. Yeah. This literally broke like last like yesterday afternoon, I think. Um but apparently, I mean it's, it's always known that that Lucasfilm and Star Wars are always going to be having stuff in the in the plans, you know. They're always going to have things in in in, you know, being developed and whatnot. So we don't really know what this is. It was it was reported by Deadline that it was gonna be like a Sith. It was gonna be it was gonna take place on the Sith planet of Exegol, which we saw in, in the Rise of Skywalker or whatever. But that was proven to be untrue because they kind of just um went off of what somebody else said and he, he was he 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 said like and he tweeted out that it wasn't like that's not what it was or whatever. Um so yeah, I mean, uh, there's not much to say about this other than more Star Wars uh from JD Dillard and one of the Luke Cage writers. So we'll see what it is. I mean, I don't know. Uh listen, I'm always you guys know me in Star Wars. I love it. I well, I always want more of it if it's good. If it's not, then like, you know, take it easy, but but uh um yeah, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I'm just happy with them working on TV shows for the for the time being, because that's where all the good Star Wars is right now. Uh, I feel like the movies uh, have been like very inconsistent uh, for me uh, since since the Force Awakens has come out. Like I like that one and Rogue One and Solo, but some of these other ones are like, eh. I, like, again, I, I I like the Rise of Skywalker. Probably the most out of all three of the sequel movies, even though it doesn't make sense during points. But to me, that's just a sequel trilogy. That whole that whole trilogy doesn't just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But again, I don't want to go into that. I've mentioned that way too much. But uh, but the point is, they're, they're always they're always going to be working on new. Stuff. So it's it's a little hard for me to get excited with for movies, especially the way that they have been going, and also when I don't know what the hell they're going to be doing, like. They're just literally new Star Wars movie in the works from this so and so. It's like, all right, well, you know, give me something to work with because I don't know what the hell this is. You know, there's always going to be a billion projects in development. I don't know if should I be excited for them or not. I don't know. Tell me what it's about. You know, need more info. Exactly, and I'm not too familiar with J.D. Dillard either. Uh, to be honest, I'm gonna and DB him real quick because I'm not really sure what else he's done. He did. He directed the movie Slight, and honestly, not a whole lot. Yeah, so he he hasn't really done a whole lot, so I'm not too familiar with him. And then Matt Owens, who's a writer on Luke Cage. I'm, I'm let me see what else he's done. Uh, he's done Agents of Shield, The Defenders, Luke Cage. Uh, again, that's like. That's like pretty much it. So these guys, I don't know. Hard to be excited about something like this when I don't know a whole lot about it. But it's but it's Star Wars, so you know I'm always hoping for good things. We'll always be having our ears out to the ground on that stuff. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Clone Wars season seven is going on right now, so I saw the first episode. We're currently in the Bad Batch arc, which is about a group of like they're essentially Republic commandos, but not. They're like they're like mutated clones that are badass. So definitely uh, check out season seven if you're caught up with Clone Wars. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Dude, the animation style looks incredible. You, you got to check it out when you get the chance, Josh. Yeah, I will, man. I will. When I, when I have some free time in a couple of days, I got to work the next couple. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, and the, the Clone Wars episodes are only like 20-something minutes each, so, you know. Yeah. It's pretty quick to get through. But uh, we it just season just started on Friday. We'll be getting one every Friday like we did for The Mandalorian. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for... Uh, for the movie news. Well, I guess that's about uh, it for the news, guys. Uh, Daniel gave us the news, and that's what we got for you. It's a pretty good little bit of good little bit of news here. Yeah, it's been a little dry. Not too much been. going on. It has been. There are certain weeks where I'm like, man, I don't know if we have enough news for this week because there's just not a whole lot going on. This week, I was like, oh, we, we definitely have enough. We got plenty of news. No. Uh, so we can uh, go ahead and move on to the next topic if you want. To the main topic. Yeah, we don't need no break because I don't need no break unless you do. I don't think you do. No. no. Uh, we're going to get into world building, I guess, guys. Let me go ahead and change our... Yeah, so the main topic of today is uh, D&D uh, world building or just world building in general. Cause, world uh, building. Um, yeah, so this is an interesting topic because this is one that Josh is very, very and, um, I've always, like, every time I thought about, like, hmm, if I ever, like, wanted to, like, come up, like, every, anytime I ever felt like coming up with a story or coming up with a, you know, a, a, you, you have, sometimes you get certain stories in your mind right and you're trying to like de- like develop them and like create them in your in your head or you, you write them down and you, you make like a list of ideas or whatever you do to, to get into your zone of, of creating these things i always like i start off with some stuff and then i'm just like man i don't know where to go from here there's create i feel like i don't know there, there, there's a lot to world building i, I sometimes may overthink it like, because sometimes you probably don't want to overthink, especially for like D and D, right? You probably don't want to just like, like in terms of like, like for D and D, for example, you don't want to overdo things because things can change based off of what's happening in the game, right? Yes. So exactly. You don't you don't necessarily want to over plan on things because you never know how what your players are gonna do or what you're like, or how you know things are gonna, or maybe you, or maybe. You ha- you have an idea when you first start off, and then as you go along and progress in your- with your ideas or-, or with the story, maybe you want to change things. So you don't want to like trap yourself into one certain thing, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like, yeah. I just you know, I I just wanted to like you know, have a little have a discussion with you about this stuff because you're you're very uh you're very good at this. You're very you're very familiar with this stuff. So I actually been doing have... it for a while. So yeah. go ahead. I actually have a little document that's great for people like you that would that are interested in maybe like like we got an idea 
uh, and we want to we want to build a world to put that idea in. Uh, this is a document that was made by Matt Colville. Uh, everybody knows I'm a Matt Colville. I'm a Colvillian. I uh, I follow his YouTube. I watch his D and D streams. I I buy his uh, MCDM products. So he made this little thing, and I'm gonna show you. I'll get a link to you, and I'm gonna put. I'm gonna try to show it on the stream. I can't. All right, go for it. Um. So this little document is. This is over on Don John. So anybody that's uh. Yeah, let me put the link. Yeah, first. Anybody that does D and D stuff knows probably knows what Don John is. It's just a website of a bunch of generators. Uh. They got like spell sheets and things like that. Uh, but somebody took Matt Coville's uh, little document. It's just a little one-page document, um, and put it over here on Don John. And what it does is, first of all, on the, on Don John, it automatically fills in all the stuff. If you want a blank one, you can get a blank piece of this and fill it out yourself. Uh, but it's a little document that, when you first start building a world, you need to think. Probably most people think, I need to start. You start small. You start with one little area. Start with one little town. You start with with who's ruling in this area. Start with uh, like a, a quest and adventure in the area. So first thing is uh, it's called the My Campaign uh, document. So the first thing you have here is your world name. What is the name of your world that you uh, are currently having? And I'm somebody that has a very hard time coming up with names. Um, same dude i i i think one of the things that i that i definitely struggle with is is like yeah naming things it's it's tough dude because you can't you want to come up with something that sounds cool and interesting but there's so many things out there in existence already that have already been taken so you could think of something but then you're like damn it that's how that already exists or yeah, like yeah. it sounds too similar to something you know so it, it's tough man it really is tough What's really cool is that the, in the my campaign on the donjon one, yeah, yeah, auto fills one. So if you don't want to come up with a name for your world, let it come up with one. Do some name generators and try to find you something that you like that fits in there. Um, it, or use it for ideas, man. Uh, like, let it get. A lot of people just gotta warm up. You gotta work those muscles. Uh, and those, and those get creative it going. muscles. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah. you you so the very first question it asks you is. Uh, besides the world name is what is this area called? Where where are we at? Where are we working on right here? We're 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 in we're we're in Foreland, the Fey Dominion. <laughs> there you go. That's it right there. You got it. Or or you can make My... something up. Anything you just think about what that area is like the you know maybe you're in the the Soroki uh woodlands. Right. Like from our game. The uh, uh, the the capital of Solaris and yeah. the Ilium Dynasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then then it moves on to uh, like your towns. This is this is for getting you started. So, so my recommendation, and just about every DM you'll ever ask this will tell you, better off starting with just a little town. Uh, with the you know this is to get people off starting, the ground as quick as starting possible. small and then expanding on it, right? Exactly right. You grow out. You grow out as the as the team grows up. Mm -hmm. So here you got. Well, what is your starting town called? Here it's called Admin Adminster, at the town of Adminster. It has a local inn called the Wary Fool. And who do you meet in that inn? You meet Essel. She's a female dwarf. She's an expert as a digitator, which is like a a presentation is a spell as a cantrip. And that that makes your voices louder, and you can like use it to clean up, I believe, or certain things like that. 
Um, just to hop in here for a second, I always yeah. find it interesting when when there's like uh, character descriptions like that. Because for my sheet, that I, I I obviously opened up the link as well. It's like, what's the name of the local inn? The Gypsy and the Flask. Okay, who do we meet in that town? Cheney, half male halfling, who sees ghosts. So I always find like the descriptions of like character name, species, gender, and then like a little like who sees ghosts. Like that little like extra description is always yeah. I always find that to be very interesting, and I feel like if I were to be like DMing kind of stuff like this, that would be something that I I feel like I would it would be difficult for me to come up with like yeah. like character descriptions. I don't know. I, I just that's why that's yeah. why tools like the the dungeon and this this character sheet's great because it it generates things for you. Uh, and yeah, eventually you'll probably hit a point where you're like, I don't want it all all filled in for me. I want to do it myself, and you can change right. it. You can obviously change it here if you want to. You can yeah, just click yeah. on the name and change it all you want. Uh, but if you've never done it before, and you're like, man, what what should I put here? Should I just put, you know, Mark, the, the dwarf, who is, you know, you'd put Mark the dwarf, a fighter, maybe, or something like that. Or like if you've never looked at something like this. And then this one's like, Essel, the female dwarf, and she's an expert presidigitator? Man, that's <laughs> a lot of detail right there. And so yeah, just yeah, Mark I mean, the it's... warrior dwarf. It gives you a little bit more about the character other than just the name, their gender, and, you know, uh, their species. Yeah. And next, you move on to a little bit of the geography. You know, you're going to be expanding this area out eventually. So you need, there's some things that you kind of need. So you need a main road. Now, on my sheet, I have the white road. Daniel, do you have a sheet open? What road do you have? If you uh, geography. What is the name of the main road? The Trolls Road. Oh my lord, you got the Trolls Road? That sounds so much cooler than the White Road to me. <laughs> yeah. It instantly thinks, man, why? how did this get this name, the Trolls Road? It's the yeah, main road. Yeah, the Trolls road. road, right? It's like a man. bunch of trolls on the road that like sneak out of the forest and like attack you while you're walking through it? Or, or like maybe it's paved by their bones, man. Maybe as the king oh, rolled through with his army, he's fucking killing trolls like crazy. Damn. He's fucking lying in the just a bunch of like troll skulls and shit on the when floor. You, when you Jeez. fucking step on it, it crunches like out of Terminator. Like fucking geez, the troll road. <laughs> Judge, judgment day up in this shit. But you see? You see that little t- tangent we just went on right there? It got the yeah. brain going. Yeah, it got, uh, got the juices flowing. Yeah, 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 yeah the fucking troll road? That sounds metal. Jesus. It, it does sound pretty cool. Uh, And then I have the white road, obviously. <laughs> the white road. I mean, the white, the road. white road. Like, it may, that that would work for, like, Frozen Decimation, because it's all, yeah. like, you know, yeah. snow or ice. Or but, whatever, but it also you know? makes me think this this pathway is pure, man. It's, that's it's, true. It's that that could also work. It's protected like, it's by he- the holy gods, you know. Like it's pure the heavenly it's, road. Yes, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. Like man, there's so it's, many different uh, ways. Impervious to uh, to be corrupted, you know. Yeah. Impervious to corruption, you know? yeah. Fuck yeah. Like I, l- I want to play in this. Uh, next up, you probably need a water source because uh huh. Because uh, most villages will pop up near water because you gotta have it. Uh, so what is this? Lo- what is the local river called? Well, mine is the Tile Tile River. And it is inhabited by Nixies, hmm. uh, which I actually don't know what a Nixie is. So. <laughs> I mean, I know who I know who Nixie is. I, I know who Nixie Nixies is, are, yeah. but I don't know who the <laughs> Nixies are. <laughs> Mine is the uh, my local river is the Arrow River, which is infested by shrieking eels. The fucking Arrow River—that's so fitting yeah. for you, for yeah. for Jedrick's world. 
the Arrow River infested by shrieking eels. I want some of that. Fucking, you yank a eel out and shoot it at somebody, and it shrieks the whole way. Fucking terrifying. That that yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, every, every good little area, you gotta have a little forest. Uh, so, uh -huh. you know, you got a local forest here. Mine's called the Withered Woods. Man, that I wonder what kind of, cool. I wonder what kind of things live in those Withered Woods right there, man. I bet you there's some fucking hags in there or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> some, sounds like some, sounds like it's kind of forest that, that our boy Geralt would, would travel through. And, yeah, and the Withered Woods, man. What do you got? I have the Celestial Veil, which sounds kind of cool. Jesus Christ, that sounds dope. Right? <laughs> so, so, so I was like, "Whoa, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to keep this for my yeah, game." Yeah, yeah, but imagine what, like, when you think of, we're gonna use mine for this example, and then we're gonna use yours. When you think of the withered woods, man, you know, I, th I, what I get is a vision of a fucking bunch of witches, a bunch of hags hanging out in there, a bunch of mm -hmm. trolls and goblins. When I hear the celestial veil, I'm thinking some fucking angelic shit, you know, like they some yeah, angels really. up in that mofo. Like some like ancient uh, like spectral beings in the forest, you know that. You know, like, I don't know. some celestial god's temple was hidden in there, man. Yeah, man. Fucking dope. Uh. uh next up, you gotta have some. You gotta have a few hills, man. You got. You always gotta have some hills. So the nearby hills are called the Beam Singu Downs, and it's warded by a clan of werebears. Jesus. Christ. Christ. That sounds metal as hell, dude. You know what I'm immediately visioning? I'm visioning like fucking burrows built into them goddamn hills for those werebears, man. They're they're hiding out under there and they're guarding them hills. What could what treasures in there? I bet there's a club down there that when you swing it, <laughs> you make fucking like trees grow or some shit. That's what it sounds like to me. What do you got? I have the Anvil Hills infested by sorcerous kobolds. Kobolds? kobolds oh my goodness yeah. gracious the fucking anvil hills jesus man i bet you there's some fucking sort of ancient anvil under that goddamn hill right there and that that kobolds are guarding it man and when you you when you fucking forge a weapon and use that fucking anvil whoo you better watch out better yeah like, better watch out man uh Got some villages. yeah and then you got a little couple other nearby villages because you always got to have a little bit they're not expanded on here uh, but you have them. My, I have Urham and Unham. So we're in the okay. bacon town because we have ham everywhere. <laughs> I bet you pigs right. are plentiful. What do you I got? have I have Highfield and DeFord. Ford. Yeah, D E Ford. Hey, what is your starting town called? Did we talk about that? No. My, let's, uh, let's scroll up. Let's get caught up here. Okay, so my world name is Am Amel. A A M E L. Or Amel, 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 however you want to pronounce it. You have Amel and Arrow River, yeah. really? <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Listen, I did not type any of this in. This is, I literally, all I did was click the link Josh posted. <laughs> and it generated everything on its own. That's so funny. Um, my starting town is called Weethorpe. Weethorpe. Yeah, That's great. The, the name of the local inn is the Gypsy and, the, and Flask. Damn, son. Which, that sounds like a pretty neat inn. Uh, and then I think the rest we've talked about, but yeah. It's called the Wee What now again? Wee Thorpe. W Wee Thorpe. W E E Thorpe. Dude, this is that's Gnome Town. That's a fucking Gnome Town if I ever heard one. Wee Thorpe? <laughs> Fuck, gee, there's gnomes living that son bitch. Uh, I can see it. What are your What are your two nearby villages again? I think you told me. Villages Highfield, Highfield and Highfield and DeFord. The Highfield, I know. 
Um, the distant city, because there's always got to be a city. You got your villages, okay. and you get Mine the city. sounds cool, but you go ahead first. All right, I got Waiten, the city of bridges. Man, the city of fucking bridges. City of bridges. Think Damn. about that. Fucking. How many bridges? I wonder. Here's what I'm envisioning in my mind. You've got you've got Waiten build up on this hill, right? And the city just kind of explodes out in this direction, kind of like this. Uh-huh. And it's done in layers, kind of like how I do, I do shit in layers, right? Mm-hmm. To get to the next layer, there's bridges. There's fucking giant moats, and right. and like you can pull those bridges out and fucking if you get ever get if Waiten ever gets under attack, man, you can make one hell oh. of a defense. You yank them bridges back. That's something else they yeah, gotta fucking. Dude. Oh my goodness, what do you got? That's I have the great crossroads of Tehem. Damn, the Great Crossroads of Tehem. Yeah, I mean, that name alone just sounds like pretty epic. Jesus, man, that leads you to all the big cities, I think. Woo! Damn, I'm excited. We should play. We should, <laughs> we yeah, should play. Like, yeah, these, this, <laughs> like, we, we just combine your sheet and my sheet into like a, a world right well, there. Yeah, we, you really could, man. Yeah, and you can do that multiple times. You can print these out, by the way. Um. Yeah, this this, uh, this is cool, man. I like this, man. Uh, we're gonna move on down to the government. Um, who who rules this here area, man? Well, in no. my in in this world of of Fallandee, uh, Bal- in this area of Orland, Orland, the Fade of Maine, Countess Enith, the female elf, rules this area. Oh, she's a countess. Uh, I wonder what happened to the count, or maybe or maybe elves uh, live in a. Maybe the ladies are the ones that take charge in this here area perhaps yeah i I do have something weird for who are the town's elders which is the next question but but first of all tell me who rules your area uh mine is also a countess oh damn but her name is countess ween garay and she's a female human like man i would change that to a gnome because that's a gnome if i ever heard one right there (laughs) (laughs) but you see i would uh, there are some things i would change as you go right i mean yeah you, you can always like you know, have have an idea out there and then just change change to your liking or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, so my town elders, you know who rules in this town? We're ruled by the strongest fucking thugs, man. Let me tell you. Damn. They that's, some, that's, that's they different. Some, they some hard ass motherfuckers in charge around here. You want to you want to be in charge? You have to whoop my ass, boy. If you want to be in charge, bring it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What's Countess, up? <laughs> Countess Enith. God damn, she must be one badass elf, boy. I bet she could whoop some ass if she's right. at the top of the heap on this son bitch. Uh, who are your elders? My the, who are uh the who are the town elders? The wisest wizards. Oh my goodness, lord! So Countess Ween Garay is uh you know back to, supported by the wisest wizards. She's apparently. like the Jaina Proudmore of this son of a gun. Yeah. Where beware the daughter of the sea. Uh. Damn. Ooh, this is cool. The culture questions. Yeah. I like this. This, this, this is we're getting some interesting things. All right, yeah. let's. What do the locals think about elves, man? Well, mine think they're a bunch of mysterious wanderers. What do yours think? They think they also think there's some mysterious well, wanderers. So that's damn. that's like the first one we have that that the same in both. Yeah. All right, all right. My, well, what do locals think about dwarves, man? Well, in my world, they think they're minions of death. Damn. And maybe they are. Maybe they are the people that come and take your dead. Maybe they are the undertakers. Maybe are they, they are the ones that go out there and bury people, man. The dwarves, the minions of death. That's dope. 
in my world, dwarf people think dwarves are determined warriors. Damn, son. They're they're war they're men and women on a mission, dude. Yeah, fucking badasses, soldiers. Yeah, man. What do the locals think about halflings? Well, in my world, they think they're some crafty ass warriors. Cause you gotta be when you're that small, you go you for the be... kneecaps, okay? You crafty. Yeah, man. You cut you people down scrappy. the sides. Yeah, you gotta be scrappy, dude. Which is funny, cause they, in my world, they're also crafty warriors. Well, damn, son. It sounds to me like our worlds are linked. And yeah, yeah, they have to be, right? Man, what do the locals think about humans, though? Man, they're suspicious and paranoid about humans. What if, what's happened in the past that makes them so suspicious and paranoid about humans? Hmm. Hmm. Man, I bet you, I bet you they were some humans that fucking started some shit with dwarves, halflings, and elves. Is what I think. I think they went around and killed some motherfuckers. What I think. Interesting. Interesting. What I if, like that. What's that's, your that, What's your world think about humans? In my world, people think humans are dangerously ambitious. Damn, son, uh, that's too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's an interesting one. Man. Again, yeah, it makes you wonder, like, what, how how these interconnect and what happened in the past and all that stuff for sure, man. What's what's the history of of why they think they're dangerously ambitious, right? Jesus, probably somebody became a king or tried to. Maybe they made a deal with somebody. Uh, next on is next up's religion, and this one's actually fairly important in D and D. If you have um, clerics or or paladins, uh, mm -hmm. you got to have your gods oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the and 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 there's gods for everything, uh, but these are kind of like the the basics. You can here's here's you can do a lot of stuff with gods, and they don't even yeah, necessarily yeah. have to be gods like this. Like, who's the god of knowledge in my world? It's Zazadik. The Zadik. Uh Lady of Omens. Man. Huh. Omens. She she gives you those knowledgeable omens, man. Apparently. I, I actually have a lot of hard uh, trouble doing gods, and that's why I use the Egyptian pantheon. But if but, I could have a do-over, uh -huh. I'd probably make my own gods. I really would. Ooh. That'd be cool. But, well, I mean, that's you, that's the beauty of this, is you can always do that for the next game, you know? Yeah. Who's your god well, of knowledge? My god of knowledge is uh, Suriel, the Silent Lord. Suriel, the Silent Lord. Man, I bet she don't talk, dude. She just looks at you and she gives you the the brains, the knowledge. It just gives you the look, and you're like, oh damn. Her, her fucking son. Uh, next up, you got the god of life. I have mm. Gusa, keeper of the flame. Damn. Damn, son. The god of keeper life of is a keeper flame. of the flame, huh? That she makes gotta, sense. The life and fire. She, she is gotta, very, you got to keep it burning deep inside, man. Maybe everybody. Very that, interconnected, man. Everybody that believes in Gusa, man, they think there's an eternal fire inside, and if it's taken out, your life force. Ever. Wandering, wandering the realm of death in the dark, looking for heat. Flame. Just like in the in Frozen Decimation, we're gonna keep the eternal flame of uh, Solaris going. Okay, yeah. we're always gonna remember it. We're always Solaris. Uh -huh, and then shout we're out like, to shout Olympics. out to the homie Maximilian. Wait, <laughs> we'll have the Olympics. We, we, we gotta light the torch. <laughs> we hard we hardly knew you, Maximilian. You were badass though. <laughs> yeah. Who's your god of life? Who are they? The keeper god of, of life, a bar, the Silver Lord. A bar, the Silver Lord. 
Yeah, a, a bar, a bar, the Silver Lord. Jesus, dude, that guy, the Silver Lord, that sounds like a dope-ass title, man. I bet he's got a beard down that fucking... He's got a long silver beard, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, fucking hold his hair's long and just fucking it shines, man. Silver. Quite, quite, it sounds majestic. Yeah, it sounds like a god of money to me, too. <laughs> uh, man, I bet if you made a bowstring with his hair. Oof. Think about it. God of nature, I have Lothan, Lothan I, keeper of runes. Man, I bet she's got some rune stones, man. Tells you the future. This here for. Uh, yeah. Who do you got for nature? For nature, I have uh, Cyril of the Fell. Cyril of the Fell, man. I bet she's related to that other one. Oh, wait. Cyril. Cyril. Yay. Cyril. It's, it's spelled S-E-R-I-L-Y-E. Cyril. Yay. Cyril. I don't know. How to some some it. names are very strange in D and D. Yeah, no, I get. It. I just I'm just trying to figure out how this serial. I'm gonna say serial yay of serial yay of the fells. That's another thing is if I, I generated something like this and it was a name I couldn't easily pronounce. You just I would, it? No, I would read it and be like, "What can I get to that's easy to pronounce from that?" Oh, okay, that 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 works. Because you, I mean, yeah, you also have to consider if you're like planning out this game. Like, is this gonna be a name that the players, the people lot. that I'm playing with? Are gonna be able to pronounce properly because you don't want to be like, oh, you pronounce it this way, you know, every like five seconds or whatever, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, Cyril Ye of the Fells is my goddess or god of na- of nature. Oh, damn, man! I, I of the storms, man. I got Daliel, the Howling Lord. Sounds like a oh, fucking damn. badass to me. It's funny you you should say that because my god of the storms is Penia, the Howling Lord. Man, if they met on the battlefield, there'd be some screaming. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a lot of screaming, man. Um, two howling lords right there. I'm going to point this out. I have two gods here with the same name. Uh, who is the trickster god and who is the god of war? Well, they're both Kazdal. One is Kazdal of the mask you know, and one is Kazdal the blood goddess. That could be goddess. interesting, though, because exactly it could be the same person the same two two the sides man god. yeah it's a trickster god man it plays plays both that's damn that that's dude um, this is actually this sheet is is this dope. is incredible dude yeah i'm gonna say incredible. daniel could you put this in the description of the youtube video too by the way a link to the uh, sheet. yeah yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. well yeah i just wanted to i was gonna ask you and i completely forgot till this recent moment no it's all good yeah yeah uh but Kazdal of the Mask and Kazdal the Blood-Soaked Goddess? Jesus, man, I bet. That's nuts. When the mask comes off, you know you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what, who are your gods of tricksters and god of war? Uh, who is the trickster god? Mine is Baizu, Keeper of Masks. That's... You got a mask for every occasion. Yeah, man. I bet you they have a festival. Festival of masks. Everybody has to put one. Throws a party, throws a masquerade party, and it just yeah. fucks with everybody. Your God of War. Uh, my God of War is Aziel, Keeper of Blades. God damn, that's a fucking badass. That's what that is. The Keeper yeah, of Blades, Jesus. <laughs> just got a blade for every occasion. He's man. probably got like seven different swords, man. Like fucking all of them just around his hips. Scary. If he yeah, ever man. comes out on the battlefield, you better run. I, I I would with a title like that. Fuck fuck that, dude. Next up, we have some NPCs that kind of inhabit this area a little bit. So we have a local Ooh. expert on the arcane. That's kind of like your local expert on magic. Well, we got 
Eileen, she's a female human in my world. What do you got? So I will say that you were correct with what you said earlier about uh, Weathorp being a dwarf, dwarven area because a lot of these NPCs are dwarvish, are dwarves. Yeah. So uh, the local expert on the arcane for me is Hammond, the male dwarf. Well, damn. Damn, so, uh, what's funny is about in my world, I have one of everything. <laughs> oh, cool. Most, most of them for me are, are dwarves. Uh, well, who's my local religious expert? This is your your preacher person. Is CC the Devout. She's a female elf in this here area. She knows all mm. about the gods and their hymns. CC the Devout. In particular, of Castall of the Mask, who feared by the elves for being god, but not afraid to take it off and whoop Nice. Making it up on the spot. It's Kenny. There you go, man. Who's your local religious expert? My local religious expert is Anon, the f- a female dwarf. Anon, man. Yeah. It's short for anonymous. <laughs> it's called <laughs> A-N-N-A-N. <laughs> because when they die, somebody else takes their place. <laughs> uh, who knows the most about this area's history? Well, I have Elise, the elder female halfling knows everything. She's old, though. She's like... She's been around for a while. What are halfling? I don't know what halfling ages are, but she's fucking ancient in terms of halfling ages. Hmm. Uh, who's your... Who knows most about your area, man? Uh, Ellen, female dwarf. But this Ellen is spelled E-L-L-Y-N. Well. Ellen, female dwarf. Have a TV? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, man. And who knows the most about the local geography? Well, that would be Gillian Dines, the male dwarf. Oligo, you got a dwarf, finally. Yeah. For me, yeah. the, the local geography, geography is not a dwarf anymore. It's uh, Gawil Bally, a male halfling. Damn, man. Where people unite. <laughs> yeah. Also, you have a little area for sketch, uh, a sketch at the top of this here. Uh, oh man, I can't draw for shit. I can't cool. draw for shit, but I think, like on the old school D and D sheets, they always had a little spot where you could draw like what your character looked like or the area you're in. So, the the Colville was nice enough to put one in, a little small one in here. If anybody's good at doodling, I'm sure not. Next up, it gives you a, this little sheet continues to give, and then it gives you like a little adventure. Um. Of of what kind of uh what are some local low level enemies that might be around here? What's the local low level monster tribe? Well, in my world, in this area, there's a guild of were rat thieves mm. wandering around. Damn thieves! Fucking were rat thieves too, man. They sniff out the cheese and they steal it. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get that cheddar. You know what I'm saying? The cheese bandits. <laughs> Who do you got? We're after some gouda, you see. Uh. I have my local low-level monster tribe is the Plague of Undead Shadows. Damn, that's scary. You're starting off into scary land. A bunch of damn ghosts. Sounds to me like you're, uh... Oh, wait, I'm the one with the minions of death. My dwarves haven't been doing their job in your world. <laughs> <laughs> or in my world, because on my a slightly farther off mid-level monster tribe, I have a Plague of Undead race running around. Jeez. What do you got? For a farther off mid-level monster tribe? Yeah. I have a clan of young green dragons. Damn, that's dangerous right there is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dragons. Clan of young ones, damn. Damn. Oh, man. Uh, you know who my oh. le- local evil boss is, man? I got the llama. 
Lord of the Abyss, Llama. man, Llama. He's fucking. <laughs> he's fucking scary, man. Everybody, just... everybody, uh, uh, cowers in the name of Llama. Llama, you fear Llama, man. Look, he brings the Abyss with him. All right, you know what he wants? He wants the orb of poisonous Aether, and if he gets it, the realm will starve. Bro, oh my goodness, Llama man. will Dude. starve your fucking family out. Yo, my next three d names. Dude, this is this is nuts, dude. This is this is actually like crazy, dude. All right, hit me. Who is my local evil boss? Asas, Duchess of Hell, dude. Gee, Asas, man, of saucy <laughs> bitch. I bet. Asas, yeah. A A S A S, Duchess <laughs> of Hell. Asas, Duchess of Hell. What do they want? The st the staff of demonic deception. Jesus. And what what will happen if they get it? A all light will be destroyed. That's Jesus that's, that's not good, dude. Uh, you, the villain, they, they, it generates some awesome villains. I mean, the dude, names. Yeah, are, that sounds insane. <laughs> the names the are names a little are, funny. But... Yeah, the names are, are cuckoo. But dude, these descriptions of titles and weapon names and stuff, and what will happen? That's that's nuts, dude. Fucking llama, Lord of the Abyss, fucking terrifying. The Duchess of Hell wants the Staff of Demonic Deception, and if she gets it, all light will be destroyed. That that's some I can make right a story there, out of that. Easy peasy. That's easy. That's 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 first grade. Easy. Just tossing it to you. Well, we got some lore here now. But yeah, uh -huh. that I like that it gives you like here's some low level bad guys, here's some, you know, mid level bad guys, and here's the big head honcho, probably evil guy of this little campaign you're running, and here's what they want, and here's what's gonna happen if they succeed. But if you fail, it's awesome. It gives you, it gives you everything you need if you're just starting out and have never, ever, ever done world building, man. But give this sheet a try. I'm telling you, I'm selling this is you. a this is a great sheet. It definitely, it gets your it gets your brain going, it gets the juices flowing, man. It gives you it gives you ideas and things you can expand on. Like, like Josh was saying earlier, like, you know, you you get a you get a name of somebody, you get a little a little description about them, and then you can just build like like you know stuff off of that you like can build a, a whole adventure out of this little sheet man yeah man this, this wasn't out when we started our game and i'm gonna give you guys a few tips on a few other things uh but i'm still going over this little sheet that i like so far so um so here's a little lore here's something everybody in my world knows they know there's a vast dungeon and it lies beneath a place called ghost hill i bet you that's where the dwarves take the dead to be buried ghost hill man What's everyone in your world know, Daniel? What's something everybody knows? Uh, goblins collect teeth for their fell god. Jesus. That's terrifying. <laughs> you that's don't a, be... every, everyone in my world knows that goblins collect teeth for their fell god. Well, you know? God damn, you gotta watch out for those goblins, man. They'll come do some dental work on you. Alright, the tooth fairy don't <laughs> exist in this some bitch. No man. Uh, it's the goblin fairy, and they come Anybody they who's, who's dead on the floor or, or is gonna be missing teeth, man. Very few people know this, but the god in my world, the god of nature, man, they're old. I mean, they're dying. Maybe they need a replacement. Oh. Maybe it's time for somebody else to take up the Keeper of the Ruins title. I don't like mine, dude. Mine you, sounds very ominous. Know? What's very few people know in your world? <laughs> very few people know there were once stars in the night sky. Jesus Christ, what happened? I don't know. There were once stars in the night sky? So so is it like an eternal darkness? Or like, wh what is going on here? I, I I thought that the I thought that the the Duchess of Hell wanted the staff of demonic deception so that all light would be destroyed. Maybe There's somebody no got it before. Sky? Maybe somebody got it before and they destroyed the stars, man. But they lost it. 
They lost it before they could destroy the rest of the light in the world, man. And now she that wants is... it so she can finish the job. That's, That's fucking some scary, scary shit, though, man. There's no stars in the night sky. What, the... what is going on in this world? If you haven't figured this out yet, I'm a big fucking nerd. <laughs> you know what? Nobody knows in my world, Daniel. It's fucking what? hollow. It's hollow inside. There's nothing the in it. Hollow. It's hollow oh. in the world. Wow. Very easy to dig. Apparently in my world, no one knows that there was once a god of chaos. Jesus. Man. Maybe that maybe that's why there was no stars there's no stars in the night sky now. I don't know. I love this sheet. It's the best thing ever. It's, it's a very is a is a is a fantastic sheet. Dude. That's all you need. This is literally all you need to get started in D&D. You don't need a big world map. You don't need a map at all. You don't need battle maps to play D&D. All you need are some friends and some dice. And you can have a good time. Man. This is this is awesome, dude. This is a good jumping off point if you're new to it. If you're new to building a world, this gets you there, man. This gets you a nice little world name. Gets you a little local area. You can use this multiple times. You can use it to build out different areas in the world. You just link it up, man. It's a good sheet. It's um, a really good sheet. And 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 it really is. And people like Coolville, they just want to make the game easier for people to get into because they want everybody to love the hobby of D and D. Um. Yeah, this is a this is a fantastic sheet. You could just like you could spend hours on it. You could you could just like refresh it a few times and be like, what did I get this time? You know? And yeah, it's like, fun, fun to look at. Shit, you you could like write stuff down off of this one, refresh it. You know, write stuff down off of the next. You could like come, oh, man. It's it, you could yeah, you could literally spend hours on it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the general start of world building. Is like you just pick an area, man, and you and you build out very slowly, very slowly expand. What's in this area? Who's who's the, who's the key players in this area? Is there a bad guy around here? Who are the bad guys around here? Who's the weak bad guys? Who's the who's the medium bad guys? Who's the big the big head honcho in this area? What do they want? And what's going to happen if they succeed at getting it? Because that's a possibility in D and D. Somebody the bad guys could win. They could get it. Yeah. They could get what they're looking for. It could even happen before the party intervenes. If they're too, if the party's too busy screwing around with something else and not paying attention to what's going on in the world, they could succeed very easily. And the next thing you know, uh, the realm's decimated by famine, or all the lights been taken out, man. And Def, trust me, they're gonna know then. They're gonna know then when they're out there in the daytime, and all of a sudden the sun's gone, or stars. Uh, there the were there were one stars in the night sky, you know. That's that's the evil of that fucking staff in your world, man. There were one stars in that night sky, and that staff yeah. took it out, man. There's a reason to stop it. The staff of demonic deception. Jeez. Scary, frightening. Uh, the next little bit of advice I could give you guys is if you want to start building a world, then what you should do, and this is what I did in our game, because it, it, it helped to get us started in the game, is I took an adventure, one of the early adventures. I took the town out of it and I plopped it in my world and renamed it. Hmm. It's already it's already ready made. It's that simple. It's made for you to make it easier. Nobody in the party knew it. I think Toast figured it out because uh, I used some of the same bad guys. But I didn't tell any of you guys, and you never knew. But it was because I wanted us to get started playing, and I could I, and I could expand out from there. So the town I used is from an adventure called the uh, the Realm of the Reptile God or something Reptile God, Reptile God. Against the cult of the reptile god, there's a town in there. Uh, called Stonemere, I'm kidding. No, it's not called Stonemere. It's called, uh, I forget what it's actually called in it. 
Um, I'm saying, I'm kidding. It's called. Oh my goodness. I'm just for those of you who are wondering. I'm just naming names off the campaign. <laughs> off the campaign map, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took the town in there and renamed it to Amse in our world, uh, which was more sounding. Oh, it was Amse. I, I joked re- around. I, I said Amse. I was like, oh, that's it. I, it was. It's called something else in the book, but I renamed it to Amse. Amse's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ran that whole adventure. We ran against the cult of the reptile god without me having to do anything. Um, that was other than yeah, work I, I on building that. the world out. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Was like the that was like some of the first stuff we did. Right? That was one of the. I think that was the very first adventure you guys ran. Although yeah. I cha- I changed stuff here and there because that's what you do. It happens. It's very you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I mean, very it's loose. Shit. It, it was it was it was a cool uh, it was a cool adventure. I I I'd never done it before, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Toast is more of an experienced D and D player, so he I'm sure he's yeah he's, he he knew about it. What's funny is like it's it. an adventure. It's an adventure from uh, one of the earlier editions of D and D. It's not even four or five e. Somebody converted it, and you oh. can buy it, I believe now, or cool. or get your hands on the convert. Uh, but that's something you can do. You can always look at old old adventures and be like. Town. What's great about that one though is that town has everything. Every it has everything down to the where the people in their houses have their money hidden, where money that's, is hidden in the town. That's pretty nuts. Uh, because if you were playing a thief in the earlier editions of D and D, they assumed you were going to try to steal shit. Of so course. what do you steal? Well, you steal the money that's everybody has hidden around town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's things like that. Um. How do people view gods in your world? That's something you can do with world building. Like, one of the things in my world is like gods take on the appearances of the people that believe in them. What do they believe in? What do they believe them to look like? That's why Toth in my world for Dababa is a female. But Ellie believes that Toth is a more feminine, motherly figure than than what somebody else might. And if those two people saw the if they saw the the god, they would see two different things. Uh, mm. Because they appear to whoever believes in them what they believe to look like. I like that idea. Right. That's, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. That sounds that sounds interesting. Yeah. But like the bigger things are like, how do certain races react to other races in their world? Like, I praise Dragon Age for this, and I think a lot of people did too at the time. Was when the first Dragon Age game came out, uh, there were elves out in the woods. Yeah. But the elves, there were also elves in towns, and they were, like, almost lower than slaves. They were terribly treated by people. And and, and it was such a change from, like, the high and mighty elves from fucking Lord of the Rings. It was such a nice little change. Uh, they didn't change much with dwarves, though, unfortunately. Dwarves are still, we live under a mountain and we forge shit. <laughs> but, you know. The, the, the typical, stereotypical dwarf. But, but right. think about that. Stereotypes in D&D... Not the bad ones. There are good stereotypes, like, uh, like uh, you know, elves can be high and mighty in your world. If, if that's the fantasy you want to live, make your elves like that. Yeah. No, there's good stereotypes. There's also really bad ones. You try to cut those out. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the like real bad ones you think? Uh, let's see. Is it like? Is it like? I, I okay. I, I I can probably think of one. In your world, orcs are not like stupid, bumbling yes. idiots, right? They were like actually like, they were smarter than the average 
dwarf and other things, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. See, yeah. I don't really like that orcs are always treated as the bad guys, man. I like the idea of right. like an orc can be a good guy. Yeah. And I, I'm not like That's, the first person that ever thought of that. It's, right. It's, but but it's but it's more common than not that the orcs are the bad guy. Yeah. And uh, and there's some bad guy orcs. I used one. Durs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a lot like Dur. <laughs> but uh, Durs was a bad orc. Yeah. If he had, if he, if he had succeeded in his mission, all the orcs there would probably be bad orcs. But instead, you get Karnak, who's an honorable leader, and yeah, orc chieftain, and badass. He's like the thrall of my world almost. And he's and he's chilling somewhere because we haven't seen him in a hot minute. You know? <sighs> Spoilers, he's coming back. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, he is, dude. We're 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 headed that way. But, uh... we, but yeah, we can't see him in a hot minute. But yeah, I don't really like the the idea of dumb orcs. Yeah, Sometimes it's fun to play into it. Sometimes, yeah, but like for the most part, yeah, like that's one thing I noticed about you know this game that we're in. And that's yeah, another thing; it all comes down to personal taste. If you want sure. big, dumb, slobbering, demonic, badass orcs that are evil, fucking do it. Fucking Urukai. Goddamn right. Like if you wanna, if your if your fucking players want to be those guys and take over the world for the big evil dude, fucking do it. What else? I what always, else? yeah, yeah. I, I, I always, I, I, I don't know. I feel like playing bad guys would be an interesting D and D thing. I, 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 I think I figure it would depend, you know, how it goes. It depends on the party, really. Certain people can get a little extra with it, from what I, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, from what I hear. But uh, I think our party would yeah, be good with it, actually. Yeah, our, yeah, I, th- I think our group would be would be pretty cool with it. But anyway, I, yeah, as long as you guys don't like try to dick each other over terribly. I mean, it's fine to do it a little bit. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> like, if you have interceding goals, like, maybe... maybe. Oh, okay. Like, maybe you're both fighting over the same evil item. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So, yeah, you mean, like, you don't want, like, the, the players to, like, have conflicts that, you know... Yeah, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. Uh, well, you can do it. Like, you can do it. You just have to be careful. It takes the right group of people to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like you said, it all depends on the people you're playing with. There's a whole section in the Dungeon Master's Guide, by the way, to, to uh, world building and crafting. Like, like here's the here's some big questions you need to answer. How prevalent is magic in your world? Is it rare? Are people? Is it teeming with people that are that are juiced by the power yeah. of the arcane, or is it very mundane, man? Maybe you're, maybe like. Out of un- every hundred years, maybe there's just a few people born with it. A handful of bo- people born with magic. Yeah. The way the way that I the way that I take this is like think of it for those of us or the, for those people who are familiar with Star Wars. Think of it as like, uh, like Jedi and and stuff. Yeah. How many people are in in this certain timeline are force sensitive? How many are Jedi? How like how many you know like that's kind of like yeah that's kind of what I equated to. Yeah, like like is 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 magic like a thing people you know like will people hunt after you know anybody who's you know wielding magic out in the open or is magic a thing that's openly accepted or you know things like that, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah that, that's interesting. But there's 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 questions you kind of need to answer when you start a, a world. How? Oh, of course. How new is your world? Is it very yeah. is it very new? Is there like a long list of heroes or? Are the heroes of this story going to be the very first ones to come along here? Is it the birth of a new age yeah. kind of deal? Um, 
How much of it has this world known? Have we, has it been well traveled? Are there a lot of people that have? Is it well mapped? Do the, do we know where everything is? Uh, all the nations have we had first contact with other races yet? Right. Yeah. I I am dying to do a sci-fi game where the players are human. I know that sounds so lame in a sci-fi game, but all the players are human and they have the very first contact with extraterrestrial life. I want to explore that. Yeah, man. I mean, Josh joked about in the past, like making a game where Elon Musk is the first person to make it to Mars. Yeah, right? man. It's like the yeah the Raven Guard or what Raven, the hell was Raven no, Haven. The Raven Haven, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. man where the yeah. fucking rocket first touched down on Mars. Yeah, yeah, the, they had yeah, first it's contact. Like, it's like the crashed Elon Musk ship. The Raven uh, Haven. And that really stems from Mass Effect and the first contact war, where the very first people they, uh, I believe, in Mass Effect that the humans encounter are the Turians, and there's some misunderstanding, and a fight breaks out, and it starts a big ass war, which is, mm. yeah, I, I think it's explored in the novels. They only mention it very casually a few times in the game. I always want more info on on the first contact war, and that makes me want to do a first contact to see how it would go, in a D and D style or tabletop role playing game style mm-hmm. game. How would the would the players kick off a war by accident under misunderstandings? No. Would there be some kind of negotiation? Yeah. Or something out. You know. We'll you know? see. Yeah. And that's just first contact with one race. What if there are many races out there in the extraterrestrials? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make allies, make friends, may or allies or foes or whatever. What if what if the first race you meet are extremely hostile and they want to make the human races their new slave race? Maybe yeah, they succeed, yeah. man. Maybe that's the story. You're breaking it out, fucking revolution. Planet of the Apes in this bitch, dude. Yeah. So I got way carried away on ideas there. No, nah, shit. <laughs> That, those those are that that's those ideas for you know for worlds right there you know it, it, it all fits it all fits into what we're talking about world building yeah uh yeah, how how common are monsters in your world man are they rare are they ter- like are they stories are they like what they tell their kids at night to make them go to bed or are they mm. out there are they prevalent are they around everywhere and everyone knows about them and how dangerous they are and they fight them you know do they do they have leaders do those Evil bad guys have people in command of them. Why are they doing what they're doing? What are their goals? Are they just hungry? Do they want to eat you and your children at night? You should tell your kids that, as they need to know. It's like the goblins in my world. They just want teeth for their fell god. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you know, gods. Maybe you. Maybe there are no gods in your world. Maybe that's yeah. the. Maybe that's the party. It's a godless it, world. Maybe. That's what that's what happens at the end. Maybe at the very end of your campaign, man. After all the trials and tribulations, at the very end of the game, the heroes become the gods of this world. Wouldn't you want to visit, revisit that world in a hundred, a thousand years to see what happens? I would. I'll tell you that much. I, that would be, that'd be nuts, dude. That would be fucking cool. But Jesus, there's so many, so the possibilities many possibilities are uh, yes. endless. Maybe it's ruled by fucking demons. Maybe they're the gods. <laughs> Maybe you're being punished. Maybe. Are there cults? There could be cults all over the place. Maybe uh, maybe they believe in animal worship. That's a, a, a belief in spirits. That's kind of what Jake's character believes in. The Rook. You know, there's so many different types of religions, and if you have the 
Dungeon Master's Handbook, Master's Dungeon Master's Guide, like I do. I have a, the PDF open right here, and I'm just looking at some of this stuff mm -hmm. to, to give myself ideas. Like, uh, there's so much. There can be philosophies. There can be, uh, like, you can be a paladin and not believe in a god. You could believe in yourself. I believe I have the power to change this. I believe in justice. I believe the way to save this world is to conquer it and become its ruler. You know, that's a paladin that Jake and I were talking about. We want to play. We want to see. The the opposite of a paladin? Yeah, well, I mean, he's still a paladin. He's, he believes he's doing the right thing. He thinks yeah, but, truly that he's the good guy because he wants yeah, to rule the world to save it. Those are some of the best villains, right, when they think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I can see oh, that. There's a dope-ass dope story in there somewhere. I don't think it'll ever come up in our game, but maybe in another game. Yeah, I mean, you, again, that's you could always save your ideas for another game. Um, there's there's maps. Sure. Um, you know, uh, you need to get ex This is the hard part for me is like scaling, how big the world is versus what's in it. I that 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 is probably something I could see myself struggling with too. Is like how big do you make the world map? Maybe I I think another cool thing is like. You could make this like the visible world map, right? Like you could have more to it if you need to yeah. later on, or you, like like you like you have a fog of war on our map currently. Yeah. Um, See, here's what I should have done. Here's where I feel like I made a mistake early on, and this is just I, the only way to do. The only way to get better at doing this is to make the mistakes and learn. So, what I should have done is the moment you guys left Omsay, I should have just had a very tiny map, very tiny map. I gave you guys this gigantic world map. And and I feel like it may have been a little overwhelming, not just for you guys, but for myself, because I tried to put so much in it. And it's like, and if I had done this bit by bit by bit as they traveled and discovered the world. And you could also like, area, expand upon it if, or change it if you wanted to, right? Exactly. Sorry. Because I think maybe perhaps sometimes making a map, it, you, you can kind of limit yourself and, and like put yourself on handcuffs, you know? If you have ideas later, so I yeah, I could see that happening. And the truth is, you don't even really need a map to play. I just like to have one because it's personal. I I'll be honest, I prefer maps as well. Yeah. I I I, I like having maps. I I know I know you don't have to have one, but I if if there's if you if you tell me like you have an option of having a map or not one, I will always choose a map if if that's an option. But I know you can do it without one. There's a maps there's, are just yeah. maps are just cool, man. They're they're. they're 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 very fun visual things to look at. Um, there's there's a whole section on making maps in the Dungeon Master's Guide. That's pretty yeah. Then and, and Josh has like a bunch of tools he uses to make yeah. his own maps and stuff like that too. So they're great. Which, they're by getting, the way, they're getting little sequels. Yeah, he, uh, he puts up some maps on uh on what's the website you put them on? I put them on DeviantArt. I also tweet them out. DeviantArt. So yeah, you you can you can like actually use the maps he's made for our game and just ma some of his maps in general that he's made in your game. So yeah, it's uh, DeviantArt. Check them out, dude. They're, they're really, uh, Josh902, man. That's all. The there maps. you go. There's some really dope ass looking maps. So I also have some. <laughs> I have some really bad fan fiction on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can download that as well. If, if you out. if you want, it's a very weird Resident <laughs> Evil role playing thing I did a long time ago. Um, because I'm I was super into Resident Evil. I also have some really cool signatures I made. Speaking of Resident Evil, have you ever considered doing a Resident Evil uh, RPG game? Oh yeah, you could do that easy. 
fucking you're you're on the you start off with the first first day on the outbreak of Raccoon City or something. You're, you're all fucking stars officers. Fucking nemesis hunts you down. The end of the that's, campaign is you die. <laughs> that's that's fucked up. <laughs> all that for nothing. No, uh, or um, maybe maybe you escape. That just reminds uh, that that also reminds me of like a predator campaign where you just like run from the predator. Or... There is that aliens game. Dun, 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 dun. I want to do that at some point. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, but next we have settlements, right? You gotta have people, and like, there's things to think about when you're right. making it. Like, what what purpose does this serve in your game? Like, how big is it? Who lives there? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was just gonna say. So while we're talking about maps, I have the map of our game open. Um, because. You know, it's it's like I said, it's it's a cool visual thing that we got here because maps are maps are cool. Um, but yeah, there's like the thing I was gonna say is like, how, how do you like determine how far away you make one town to another? Because you don't want to make them too close. You also kind of don't want to like make them too far. I don't know, like there's. Like, how do you how do you determine the distance between each town? Man, for me, for me, I just go with good instinct. What makes sense? How does it look on the map? And what do they do? Like, uh, me, like for example, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull the up map our map of, uh, actually. Yeah, I'm looking at the map of Alaric right now, right? I'm looking at the, the mysterious wilds with, with the ruins of Solaris there. To the uh, to the upper right of that, there's Amse, which is like the first town we ever went to in this game. And then below that, like f- like further down to the south, there's a spirit spire. And to the right of that, there's the old town lands. And then like there's like a lake. There's like a giant lake over here with like a little river running to the ocean. And then to the to the uh, west of that, or to the or to the left, there's Zakim or Zakim or how do you say that one? Zakim. Yeah, right there's there's Shimmervale and Fort Set, and then there's the Orc. There's like the three Orc Orkland spires over there. So there's you know there's stuff like scattered out, but like you could like technically start from Amse, and then like go down to the Spirit Spire, and then go. You could like you could like follow a trail or a road to like each town or whatever, yeah. right? You know, which is which actually that's kind of what we did in the last game when we were like when we were traveling to the Orklands, right? We were in the Spirit Spire. We went down to to the river. We went. We passed Zakim, and then we passed Shimmervale, and that, that's kind of what we did the last game. We were just like, yeah. you know, rolling past some of these towns and stuff. Some of it is just things that make sense, right? So a lot of my towns, you'll notice, are near water. Like they're they're within water distance. They're around yes. lakes. They're near the ocean, or the I'm frozen. Says, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying on the edge of the uh, the ocean there up top. Uh, old town lands are by the ocean down below. The spirit spires by the lake. Sakim is by the lake and the ocean. I feel Shimmervale... like I feel like, uh, or I don't feel like. I think it's a proven fact that people are just drawn to water, water sources. Yeah. Yes. Because we need it to sustain life. Um, mm-hmm. And so I tend to put things near there. Odds are, if they're not near that, there's something unusual about that place or something special that may... Why, why would you settle here? Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, the Phoenix Guard camp was located in the mountains somewhere. A defensible, the the a defensible position. Yeah. With mines. They needed iron which, to make weapons because they had to outfit. Which makes sense for them. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and you have woods, which is where the elves kind of hang out, man. That's where it's they're the at. You got to have mountains. You know who live in mountains? Fucking dwarves. Yep. They're mi mining in the mines, right? They're, you know. You know why Fort Set's where it's at? It's there to guard against the orc lands because there were orc uprisings at one point. Because, yeah, there was, you know, at the beginning of the game, that place was blocked off to us because they weren't our allies. We turned them into allies. That's why the Trinity Towers are there. They're watchtowers. Mm. There's three towers there. They're gigantic. There's a row of three towers. Yeah, you can yeah. see them very clearly on the map. Uh, which I will eventually post this map. I don't think I've ever posted like the whole. You, you, well, you've also changed it up a few times. Yeah, I've changed it up. That's one of the fog of war. Also there. Yeah, there's the fog of war. Then also like after the Solaris was destroyed, there was kind of like a color coded uh, like thing. Yeah, with the red being the Ilium and the purple being the Praetorons. But yeah, man, like stuff, stuff like that. It's fun to yeah, think about. Also, I refreshed my campaign page. And I just want to say the new area I got is called the Majocracy of Elios, and that sounds fucking dope. <laughs> the Majocracy of Elios. Oh, you, you know what reminds me? Speaking of world building, have you added more entries onto your uh, page that you, you added stuff on? I have mm -hmm. not. I have not had time to add more to the world anvil. The world, that's what it's called, the world anvil, because that, that's, that's also a really cool little thing that you were working on, too. Yes, yes, it's great for keeping, so there's a tool, guys, if you've never heard of it, it's called world anvil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if, how much of it's still free. It's, it was free when I was using it, and what it is, is it's very great for world building tools. It's also great if you're a writer, in general. You can write out so much stuff, and you can link pictures to the areas, you can link pictures to the, uh, the NPCs you have to the players, you can track your whole D&D game from it. It's called, it's www.worldanvil.com. Check it out. Uh, it's mostly free, but they also have like a paid version, or at least it was free. I think it's still free. So if you're, if you're kind of wondering what it looks like for those people who are listening or watching, uh, it, it it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Wikipedia type thing. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the Maximilian Suntown page, and yeah, it looks like it looks like something that you'd find on, like, uh, you know, one of those, like, Wikipedia sites. You yeah, know? Like, it's very much like a wiki. It's It helps you keep track of things. You can do timelines. Yeah. There's, it's, great. Uh, it's a great tool. Go use it if you want definitely. to. You don't have to. Yeah. But... There's, yeah. like, family ties, social aptitude, intellectual characteristics, education, personal history, body features, facial features, physical, you know, there's, like, species, titles. The, you know how long they live for their their age, circumstances of death if they died, birthplace, sexuality, gender, eyes, hair, everything, skin tone, whatever. It gets the if, brain if, going. Like you know, for for the character of Mads Mikkelsen, you know, there's a or for the Mads Mikkelsen for the character of uh, Maximilian Suntalent. Who looks like Mads a, Mikkelsen? There's, there's a character prototype here which Josh wrote. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. That's it who asks the character you, was based off. Who is this yeah. based on? That's Mickelson, man. That's who he looks like. He looks like him. Which he's... that's another thing that I that I find that's really dope that Josh does and, and and has done in this game is that he's based uh some of these some of these characters off of you know like famous actors or actresses. Yeah, or cast or whatever, your, cast you know? your roles, man. It can help yeah, you get dude. into it. For sure, I, I I dig that. That that I think that's pretty cool. Who would play this character in a movie or TV show? Fucking Mads Mickelson as King Maximilian. Motherfucker. He's perfect. Yeah, 
Have you seen Polar? It's basically that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Polar's a great movie. <laughs> Polar's dope. Uh, but yeah, stuff like that is just like really, really cool. And then another cool thing that Josh does is uh, he has this, uh, I don't know if he's updated it recently, but he has this uh, world calendar that he uses. Yes, add time. Calendars, come up with holidays. Come holidays, up with days, birthdays. Weeks, yes. And, and every time you're like, crew or party travels through the map you you can like skip time or which whatever. i need to update it i've been meaning to i need to go update it right i'm gonna do it right now there you go man there's uh, a little reminder for calendar that. so stuff like that is really cool when you're like trying to like you'll find the entire dynamic you know. of the game will change when you start tracking time yes it can be a little bit of a pain but i use fan fantasy-calendar.com to do it and it is it's perfect for it. I need to move. How many days did you guys move? Oh Let's boy. See. You came from the Spirit uh, Spire. I mean, yeah, we started from the Spirit Spire and you moved like two blocks every day or something. Is that what it was? One day. One, two three days. Three, four, five. Like So like a week. You guys spent like a week traveling. Yeah, like a week. That makes sense. One, two. Five, six, seven. It is now the year 743 PD in the month of Shefren, and it is the Tet, the ninth That's day. The first month of the year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, because yeah, we 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 actually uh, we we started the game off on the year 742, I believe. Yes, you did. And now we're in the year 743. We're like a we're like two we're like a we're on the Tuesday of of or what is this the how how does your calendar start? Does it does it is it Monday through Sunday or is it a Sunday through Saturday type it, deal? It is a sorry, accidentally closed. Because Tet is what? Tet would technically be Monday. Okay, so we're on the we're on the second Monday of the year. Ka Ka would be Indian. the equivalent of Sunday. Okay, so Sunday Monday, gotcha. And see, I just came up with all these names because they sound Egyptian. They don't they don't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, just, they mean yeah. something to me. But. Essentially, they're they're it's the normal days of the week, but Josh just being yeah. This is his world. And you know what? Something else is cool about my world. It's got three fucking moons. Why? Who knows? But it's got three fucking moons. <laughs> Who knows? It's just Star Wars has two suns. I got three moons. Says three Josh. moons. Three moons. They all have different <laughs> like uh, phases too. Yeah, I see that. There's two full moons going on right now, and then a waxing little deal that's fixing to go away can you imagine the horrors if you have three full moons at one time can you imagine that's be terrifying there'd be ultra powerful words out there i don't even want to imagine what's funny is like none of the characters realized it until one night one of the characters looked up <laughs> it's like, oh wait what are those three there's three things? fucking moons what <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> we need to do like a. I, I I need to have my character one of these days when we're like doing the night watch. I set up camp night watch. I need to have my Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, moments with instead of the twin suns, it's gonna be the three moons with Jedrick just sitting standing on a rock like uh, Luke in the in a New Hope, just standing there with the cape flapping in the wind and da -na -na -na. with the three moons instead of the instead of the twin suns, you know. Uh. Yeah, but these, uh, I just want to say, this is not something you have to do. I do this because I enjoy it. I love world building. I have, yeah. I, my old DM, he hated it. He hated it. He did not like world building at all. 
He'd get you the basics to the adventure, and that's what he was excited about was doing that part. But I love world building. And you know something else I do? If I'm overwhelmed by something, I'll get one of my players to build a part of the world. I'll be like, here, take this area. Tell me. Why did you do Which, what's going on here? I will say that when we were coming up with this, we were coming up with our characters for this game. Josh was like, you don't have to necessarily be from, you know, the, the, the world that I, you know the map that i have here yeah the continent which 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 my character is not I, i'm from like further i think it was west yeah like beyond the orc lands on another continent somewhere so that that's where my character's from and i and i kind of like you know made up a name and like a town or whatever and, and we're gonna have to build it up a little bit if we ever go back yeah there's so there's you know off the you know we'll have to i'll have to like collaborate with josh on that if we ever make it that it's, far see but that's for the now, thing it's, it's not all on you it doesn't have to be you can you can call on your players for help. It's Which not I think a, is pretty cool. It's not a spoiler to let them help build their homeland. They come from there. It helps them to know what's there. Yeah. And they don't have to come to you for the answers all the time about their homes. Uh, so I love doing yeah. that. It's awesome. Enough. Yeah. I'll I'll let I'll gladly go to one of my players and be like, you know what? Tell me what's going on here. Who lives here? Why? Who's in charge? Are you in charge? Also, I just want to say I refreshed this page again. My evil boss now is Kyle, a female lich. They want oh. the blade of sinister souls, and if they get it, fucking evils will rule. Oh, that's a fucking scary story. There, a lich with the blade of sinister souls. Woo! That sounds like a yeah, like a fucking magical item right there. If I've ever heard of one, the blade of sinister souls. Fuck that. You know what else? No one knows in this world. All dragons are evil, but some are really good liars. Liars about being good. Oh man. Jesus Christ! I, I gotta close that. There's too many, too many ideas. <laughs> Josh is like, oh no, I, I want to do things with, with, uh, with names and, and But ideas. yeah, you know, things in like your town start small. Who's in charge of it? Who governs it? What what makes it special? Is there something that makes it special? Do they make a special? clothing what what's there there's some reason this town's here think about it man who's who defenseless is there a town guard perhaps this is the biggest uh you know it's like a lake town from uh, lord of the rings you know it's like you know a, a big like fishing uh town and you know with, with like ports and whatever i don't know you know makes me think of that scene from young guns too where they're, they're going through a mining town he's like what are you mining here like bat guano bat droppings <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I've heard of all kinds of towns. I've heard of gold town, silver town. It's bad. I ain't never heard of a batshit town. <laughs> you know, maybe that's something you specialize in. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just, just cool little things like that to spice the, the the world up with the calendars and the world anvils and stuff like that. You guys can use or great tool. We've been going for on this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, and we listen, barely scratched the surface. Is what's funny this about is, it. This is a. I wanted to do this because it's a very interesting topic to me as well. Yeah, and it's cool, you know, to talk to you about it because you, you you're very you know very familiar with a lot of this stuff. So yeah, another thing that's hard for me off just doing it off the top of my head is just like size, like how many people live here. Like a village that's got about a thousand people. After you pass that threshold, you're a town. If a town's got up to about like 6,000 people. Once you pass that threshold, you're up to like a city. Mm -hmm. And it's a city up to like 20, 25,000 people. And at that point, it's just everything. It's kind of become like a metropolis. 
The odds of you having that many people in a city, though, are astronomical. Although Solaris probably did have about that many people, and a lot of them are not dead. That's tragic. Terrifying. R.I.P. Solaris. Uh, but then you got to think about like the atmosphere of that place. You know, uh, are there beggars on the streets? Streets? Is it loud, noisy? Merchants on the streets trying to sell their wares? Things like that. Uh, what kind of government <laughs> yeah. rules it? I never realized this till I played D and D. But Jesus Christ, there are so many forms of government, and and they're so different. <laughs> like you got Quite confederacies, autocracies, yeah. bureaucracies, democracies. Yeah. You got dictatorships, feudalism, yeah. hierarchies, uh, a mageocracy where mages rule, uh, a militocracy where you got the the military is in charge of everything, a patriarchy. Yeah. You know, there's so many. There's there's a lot. A kleptocracy. This government is composed of groups or individuals primarily seeking wealth. But they just want that's a thieves guild. We run this town. We are we rule it and we want the money. Money, 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 money. I like the idea of a majocracy where all the mages are the guys in charge. Matriarchy or patriarchy, where only the, 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 the oldest of the males or females rule. Uh, like there's so many. Yeah. You look at them. There's so many. Um. The Praetorians. Definitely. The Praetorians in my game, they were a confederacy, but they have changed. They became an empire. Uh, ruled by one man, Jackson Tannis. Fucking Jackson Tannis. Like he changed. He changed their form of government. He killed off everybody that was ruling and took over. Pretty much. Pretty much what happened. You gotta think about your money, uh, mostly because it's pretty funny when you describe it to people. It's on the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we only deal deal with like gold pieces in our game because I don't feel like dealing with like silver and copper and all that stuff. Yeah, we 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 used to. I remember at the beginning of the game. It became too much. <laughs> we had like oh, how many copper pieces? Or you got you got you just. Oh, well, just make it a round number for me. Yeah, no, you got like. Josh is like, you know what? Just... Fuck all that. Uh, fuck all that. We'll just do gold. I like I like gold keeping it simple. Gold and platinum or whatever, right? Uh, Going back to governing for a second, think of titles. Titles are so cool. And you can make them give special abilities, too. You can have some like pretty extravagant extra titles, too, you know? Yeah, like you can have... Here's some of the basics. I mean, there's like Emperor and Empress, of course. And then there's like King and Queen, Duke and Duchess, Prince and Princess. Duchess, yeah. Marques, Mark, uh, the female version of that as well. A, a lot of the very... Uh, you know, a lot of the very basic ones, like, you know, Baron, Archduke or you know, fucking Viceroy or whatever. Fair enough. Viscount, Viscountess. Like, yeah. in my game, it hasn't really come up much, but there's definitely, like, titles that you could earn. It would give you a special ability. Mm. That's something I learned from Matt Colville. Like, uh, like if you were, if there's, like, a monk in the game. Somewhere in my world called the Master of Mimes. If another monk came along and beat him in a fight, one-on-one, that monk would become the Master of Mimes. You know what would happen? He would start dealing psychic damage, because his physical damage also affects the mind. That would be dope. That sounds cool. Think of, think of cool uses of titles. Um, actions. Uh, you can go. I can go for hours on factions. 
<laughs> oh boy, I mean, but, yeah, but some simple ones are like, you know, Knights of the Round Table or Thieves Guilds or Mercenary Companies. Those are some very basics. Who are the elite mm. special forces in your world? Well, mine are the are the Phoenix Guard, who are no longer mercenaries. They've become a part of the uh, Ilium Dynasty army now, and the Raven Guard. Yeah. Who have I don't know, haven't really made much of an appearance in the current timeline. In in the backstory of creating my character, I, I came up with a group called the Dauntless Eleven, which yes. we uh, which we used in the uh, in the Labyrinth of for the Forsaken or Labyrinth of the Forsaken. Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna come up again at some point, I'm sure. They are. Yeah. The way I see them is that they're almost like the Knights of the Round Table, almost. That they've they've disappeared. They're heroes that have kind of they disappeared. Something happened. And yeah. Nobody so knows. I... Yeah, the, pretty much the the basic thing is like uh, my hometown was attacked. The general character, who is uh, an uncle of mine, gathered up some of like the finest warriors of of our land, and they set out. You know, and uh, they have you know, like Josh said, they they've been uh, they're, they're, they've been they're out there somewhere. And we're I'll be honest, we're probably gonna come back to world building again. Because uh, we've been at this for two hours and 45 minutes, and my voice is starting to give out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been talking quite a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, man, those are the basics. Those are the very basics. We'll probably get more advanced in 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 later sessions of this, but I've yeah. had so much fun talking about it. Um, but yeah, to recap, start with sm- start with small stuff. Start with the small town. Use the town sheet that we've provided you from Matt Colville oh, over on Don John. That so. sheet, that I'm gonna be messing around with that sheet quite a bit. That is a very yeah, it's, it's really cool, dude. It's cool. Use it. It's there for you. To, there's so many online tools, and all people want, all people want from you is do it. Just use it. That's why it's there. They want you to play D and D. They want to make it easier for you to do it. The questions alone are worth having the sheet. The fact that it autofills some of them out to help you along the way. That yeah, that's icing. that's a great help. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you could always you could always like refresh it a few times and see what you get. And if you like something, you can keep it or you can change whatever. You holy want fuck! I refreshed it. Lore. Something no one knows. The world is ending in thirty-one days. Oh my lord! Something no one knows. No one knows that the world is ending in 31 Dude, days. Everybody's about to get a, a massive wake up call in about a month. <laughs> I cannot believe that's an option. Dude, I would I would hate to play that game. <laughs> what happens after variant. that? Yeah, everybody that dies, man. <laughs> that's rough, dude. That's rough. Uh... Oh man. That's that's crazy. That's what that's when you're a DM and you fuck with things like how long is a day? <laughs> it's yeah, thirty-two right? hours is a day in my world. <laughs> but you have a lot of time to do Shit. stuff. It's not just when you Shit, sleep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh God guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you get something out of it. Um Yeah, I mean the shit I did with this uh a lot of this is really, really useful, uh, awesome information man. Uh, anyway, I think I've, I think we've, we've got, we're, I think that's going to be a show. I think that's a show. All right, man. All right. Uh, we'll call it there for today, everybody. But, uh, those, this is, a, this is a, if I may say so myself, a very, uh, informative, uh, interesting, uh, episode of the, of the cantina this week, man. And I got excited. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm just going to come down after this. Yeah. Man. It's, uh, uh 
it's a heck of a a lot of cool tools and 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 stuff that yeah i mean like like i said every time i always try to like every time i always have a story or an idea in my head i always have like certain names are some of the hardest things to to come up with but sometimes i'll come up with like some names or some characters that i have in mind or something and it's like i have this this and this but like how do you like go beyond that you know yeah so it's 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 cool finding out you know or, or learning about some of these things that can help you uh come up with this kind of stuff so yeah man very uh very very cool stuff so yeah let's do our shout out shall we and we'll call it a show we shall you're up let's do it uh hello everybody thank you for joining us this week uh it's been a it's been a fun episode i'd say ah hell Uh, yeah it was a it was a really really great informative uh insightful uh show of, of the can of the cantina this week um Stay tuned for uh, next week. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, I believe next week will be yeah the last one of for February. So that that's gonna be cool. Uh, it'll be episode twenty eight next week. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Like I said, for the name and the topic and all that good stuff. Just you know, follow us on the on all the stuff here on the sidebars and the twitters and the Discord and all that all that good stuff. Um. Let's see. Um, coming up here, I have uh, some more Kingdom Come Deliverance on stream. I think we should be nearing, hopefully, the end of the game soonish. Hopefully, I, I hope so. <laughs> Daniel's tired of it. I gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm done with that game. I wanna. Uh, oh, it's you've no, been playing it a while. This seems pretty long. I have, yeah. It, it's been going on for a little bit. I'm like, uh, yeah. Anyway. So we'll be we'll hopefully finishing up with that. I, I was playing some Force Unleashed last week. I took down the Star Destroyer. So join us next week when we uh, or this upcoming Wednesday when we uh, uh, head to the Death Star and and you know take down Vader and all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, you know we have D and D tomorrow. Uh, uh, no, we don't. Oh wait, no, we don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, Damn. we don't. We don't. We have the, oh, we got to cancel it this week because I'm overwhelmed. Oh man, I was I was expecting D and D tomorrow. I've totally forgot. I know it's like we're doing the world building episode. Oh, but we don't get to play tomorrow. No. Yeah. Well, well I'll tell you what. We got our D and D filled for this week, I guess. Oh well, yeah, we did. We did. We building. get it. We got it. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week then, hopefully. Uh, for Unfortunate. D&D. And then uh, of course the cantina and all that stuff. So yeah, just you know, uh, have a great uh, have a great uh, rest of your day and week and all that good stuff, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi there, gang. I hope you enjoyed me talking a lot in this episode, which is something I usually don't do too much, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, I usually just comment on what Daniel brings around. Um, uh, if somehow you've gotten to me before you've gotten to these other three dudes that I'm about to shout out that if you're new to D&D, you need to go check out, then allow me to point you to the three people that I consider masters of the game. First up, you have Matthew Mercer and Critical Role. Go check them out if you're getting new and started in the game. Um, second second one is Adam Coble, who does uh, uh, the roleplay shows and does some Roll20 shows. He hosts his own D&D discussion shows. Go check him out on Twitch and Twitter, too. And if you need some more people, the people that know more than I do, which I don't know a whole hell of a lot, I'll tell you just the honest truth. Um, and the last one is Matt Colville. Go check him out. Go check out his YouTube. He has a whole thing on running the game. If you're new into DMing particularly, 
go check out Running the Game because those videos will be infinitely helpful to you. Um, they also have a Twitch stream called twitch.tv slash mcdm. Where they're, they're currently not doing too much D&D stuff. They're doing a lot of board games right now. They did Dune the other night. I watched them play the Dune board game. It's highly entertaining. Go check them out. Go give them follows on, on Twitter and on Twitch. And I wanted to shout them out because they just know uh, what I taught you here. If you, have, if you haven't seen them yet, they have so much more knowledge and are b way better at articulating it than I am. So go check them out. Um, unfortunately, no D&D tomorrow. No Frozen Decimation. We're taking the, this week off. It will be back next week uh, with, uh, with a new episode, which will be interesting because when we left off, the party was being chased by Blood Riders, and they had a new baby they just found. So this is going to be interesting to see where this goes. It, it sure will be. Uh, hopefully nobody dies. Uh, babies included. Um, uh, but yeah, we have a lot of fun here. Um, every Saturday, Daniel and I do the Clockwork Cantina. If you're watching this, you know that. Uh, the details are every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, and it's right here, so come check it out. We almost never miss an episode lately. <laughs> um, we missed a lot during the holidays because I was working so much, but now we're back, and we're strong, and we're having a good time. Um, uh, every Sunday we do D&D, uh, except for tomorrow, where it's cancelled. We do that at 6pm Eastern Time. It's right here on twitch.tv slash josh902, which all the info is right here. Uh, make sure to uh, come by and step, 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 hang out with us. Stay a while. Let us tell you a story. And have a good time. I believe that's going to do it for us here, guys. And we appreciate all your love and support. And uh, have a good evening, wherever you be. Bye, everybody.